0: Welcome back to the Jordan and Patrick Show. We are your hosts, Jordan and Patrick, with kind of a special episode. I mean, not only is it the last day in the godforsaken year of 2021, um, but it is a Star Wars show day. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about, at some point, the Book of Boba Fett. Mm. We also talking about the Matrix.
1: I've done my waiting. Yeah, twelve years of it.
0: We're gonna do a little column A, a little column B. We can I will try not to like get you as said, drunk. I don't feel this time. like
1: there's a whole lot to talk about in the book of Boba Fett. There's not with the way the story is being told so far. So
0: no, longer episodes though, and this still may not be that long. I don't know, but I'll try not to get as drunk as I did last time. We'll see. I'll
1: do this. Last, there's a lot of alcohol last day of up here. The year I plan on. Well, getting, I mean... All,
0: totally fit-chased. I mean on the show. <laughs>
1: no, just I'm talking about <laughs> Like any point in the show when words aren't coming out of my mouth, I'm listening to you talk, I'm going to be drinking. Pound it. Yep. I've already got about... I mean, it's not heavy, but I got about three glasses of that wine, and I've been pounding this glass again. Yeah, you're,
0: you're probably going to head for a sick night because... Oh, yeah. You got wine already, and get it, you drank, what, three-eighths a bottle of wine, a pint of Guinness. I'm sure you'll get into the Bushmills.
1: Uh, so I'm eyeballing it.
0: <laughs> well, on I'm this giving uh, it the all once-over. On this New Year's Eve, we are drinking a random assortment of things. I mean, I'm trying to stay consistent. I'm going to have Guinness and Bushmills. Patrick's drinking some kind of rhubarb wine. Alcohol. And Guinness, yep, correct. Alcohol. If it's on the table— All the above.
1: Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drinker.
0: All the, all the below, all the things.
1: There was a town above Ugh. diamond absolutes. Yeah, there was lots of alcohol. And so next generation of Wayne's inherited an empty wine cellar.
0: Oh, you know, they did not that, it, not that there's likely to be <laughs> a next generation, but before we get off into things like that, yeah, it's starting already. Yeah. What's the new year? That's the one one resolution that I'll keep this year. To not talk any less about Zack Snyder than I already do. I was
1: wondering where you were going to go with that. Nailed it. If it's possible, I would like to talk about him more. Yeah. (laughs) Going going into this new year, I feel like I don't talk about Zack Snyder enough, and I want to change that.
0: We're actually going to have a year here where we have no films from him. Because of... In a few months, he's going to start principal photography on Rebel Moon. So right. we'll get information on Rebel Moon, but we're not going to see any films from No Moon.
1: movies coming out from Zack Snyder. We'll just be like Michigan fans and talk about the ones that came out a long time ago. Yeah. Can't win games, so we just yeah. talk about the ones we did win.
0: I mean, us Notre Dame fans are the same way. <laughs> we used to be great. And we're not going to let anyone forget about Make it. Make
1: Notre Dame great again. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's
0: how every college football, you know... Fan is, though.
1: I wouldn't know. My we were team, good My months. team wins.
0: Yeah. Get on <laughs> it. Yeah. Do a whole episode. You and Dallas can just talk about your teams. You guys can fight over Al- Alabama and Ohio no, State. I'd rather not. Yeah. No, I don't. I'd rather not either because no. at the end of the day, I truly don't give two-flying shits either. about college. I, I don't either. I like yeah. to
1: drop into conversations like that oh, where yeah. I can kind of insult somebody Oh yeah, and then move on. Then hop out. Yeah, yep. because I really don't like I don't. They were talking about the other day about wide receivers not going to play in the next game because they're worried about getting hurt. I had no idea. I I'd, I'd never heard that. I haven't paid attention at all right. the whole season. So
0: I don't either. What I do pay attention to is the book of Boba Fett. at yes. Six thirty a.m. On a Wednesday. See, I, I hate that. That. And I don't. I remember the first season of Mandalorian. Coming out. On Thursday evenings or Friday mornings at like 3 a.m.
1: It's always been 3 a.m., yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't like the Wednesday thing. Because I, if I don't manage to get up early enough to watch it before work, I'm not going to watch it. And during work, like when I have a brief moment, I'll scroll through Instagram real quick and try to keep
1: up. You'll be on shit.
0: Exactly. So I do not like the Wednesday schedule. Yep. I don't like that. Not a fan.
1: Season two of the Mandalorian was in the middle of the week though. Yeah, I think it was. I, I remember that because I would wake up Um when I when I was at my other place of work, I'd wake up and watch it.
0: I don't like it. Don't like it. Um as far as the episode goes, are we gonna do let's do uh do this like we do movies and just try to guess off the bat how good we think it was the other thinks it was?
1: We can uh, let me, I hadn't really thought about a numbered score. Let me, and I only watched it the one time. I need to watch it again. Um, I, plan, I saw it twice. I, I watched it back to back cause it it's short. Again. So yeah, it's very short. It's yeah. like 34 minutes or something. Yeah. Which is a, a part of me is like, why, why bother? Like if you're going to do the show, especially in 2021, they need to be 48, 50 minute episodes.
0: It's going to be just like Mando. That's how Mando is. 35, 36 yep. minutes. That's and all you get. Be. It's yeah. bullshit.
1: Yep. It, if, or you can adopt the Netflix thing. And if you're going to make them short episodes, then you need to release the whole season at once. I don't, it's not worth waiting a whole week for half an hour.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, you're better off as
1: good as the show is as good as Mandalorian is. Yeah. Uh, every week I feel a little bit let down because of the runtime.
0: Yeah. You need to condense it, like make it less episodes even if it's only six, okay. But at least we get a standard 45-minute episode or something. Yep. Which I will give it to this episode. It felt a little longer than 34 minutes to me personally. Um, but that was just because of the way it was structured. Yeah. Still, when I turned around and watched it again, I realized on the second Please watching back-to-back, back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's short. This is very short. But yeah. initially watching it, I was I thought it was okay. But, yeah, watching it back-to-back, back, I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: Um it once again it's hard to rate a show on, on an one episode basis. But just initial rating, like initial thoughts. If I had to guess, I'll say you give it a seven point five.
1: No, I give it a six. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think what do you think I'd give it?
1: Probably an eight. <laughs>
0: Is that what you're going with? Yeah. No, I give it a 7.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I struggled to give it a 7. Um, but since you're the Boba Fett guy, I'll let you kick off the who's what's wise and what you think overall. Oh, uh, before I do.
1: We talked about it on the show before where we're like kind of hope they don't even touch on how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. Um, you don't need to know all the details. Leave it a mystery. That was the key of Boba Fett back in the day. It was all a mystery. The fact that you want to tell the story of how he got out was fine. Like As it got going, I was like, okay, whatever. It's cool. Get a little backstory here. Oh, some Tuscan Raiders in the black robes. This is cool. The problem is, if you're going to tell it, then you should just fucking tell it. Not the constant back and forth. The present day and then going back and then the present day and going back. And then by the time the episode's over, you don't even get the full story. They just left you hanging there. It's, no, you, you need to dedicate an episode to this. Get it out of the way. And then, and then we can progress the story. That's how I feel about it.
0: Which just tells you they're going to continue.
1: Oh, yeah. Every episode is going to be this way. Yeah. Where it's be- going to go back Because and he
0: said, I'm having dreams again. Yeah. So every time he goes to the Bacta tank to get rid of the scarring, um, we're going to get more of these flashbacks. Normally, I'm okay with kind of the flashback thing. Like, I love the structure of the first season of The Witcher. How you didn't realize what order you were watching it in until you get to the end. And then you're like, oh shit, that's cool. I don't know if I like that here. Like initially it didn't bother me. But then we got to the end of the episode and I realized we weren't done with the flashbacks. Yep. Then I was like, ah. It it feels kind of like a nitpicky thing. Because once the whole season comes out, it probably won't bother me as much. But in the moment... Yeah. Especially knowing I have a finite amount of time to watch this, this show that I'm excited to watch. Seeing the backstory is cool. Just feel like... But I don't know where I stand on it. If
1: your episode's only going to be 35 minutes long, then every minute is very precious. And if you're going to structure the season like this, then it feels like wasted time to me. I, you, for me, personally, I'm, I don't want to... Do the continuous back and forth for the whole thing. The difference with Witcher was that, like, the whole thing was built that way on purpose. Like, that was the whole thing. I had no yeah. idea when what things took place when or whatever. I didn't realize things were taking place out of sync until you until realized. they started to not make yeah. sense. Like, as I got like four seasons or four episodes in, I was like, "What? What is going on here? This right. doesn't make sense." But that's different than if, like, if they would have showed. Henry Cavill and followed Henry Cavill, and then every four minutes shown a flashback to Blacavia or whatever the place is, and then progressed where he was, and then four minutes later showed another flashback, continuing the last flashback. Like that's it's too much back and forth.
0: Yeah, I mean the only thing I can think of is that there's something important.
1: Yeah, once that they we have get to tell to the big reveal, but I'm I can't sure think of what it would be. I can't either.
0: You know. I mean, I really like the whole Tuscan Raider thing I angle. Too. I think that's a really cool angle.
1: But I think you could have dedicated an entire episode to that.
0: That should have been the first episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah I answer agree. The
1: answer that question if you really so desperately want to answer it. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is kind of my same issue with the second season, since we're talking about it, of The Witcher. Is the way it's structured. I haven't watched it yet. Like, stay in point A and tell me the story in point A and yeah. then move on to point B. Um, that's just kind of how I feel initially about the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. The whole episode should have been, this is how Boba Fett, you can start off with him in the back to tank and waking up even being like, I'm having the dreams again and then go right back to it and tell us the rest of it. I don't know how you could structure it however you want. Just show like, him in the back two, to tank. That's if it.
1: If you're going that way, that might've worked even better too. If the first episode was just that in the back to tank and then you get boom glimpses. Yeah. So enough to where you have no idea what the fuck is going on. True. And then later in the episodes, go more in-depth into it. Have the very yeah, first just episode of him off that just, way. just sleeping, yeah. struggling to sleep. He, he's, you know, having his nightmares. And then you see a Sarlacc tentacle. Then you see a Tuscan Raider in a black robe. Then you see a Rodian tied to a pole next to him. Just enough for the viewer to be confused. Yeah. And then in the next episode, go further into it or something.
0: And it is, I mean, but this, this is a thing, so it can't be looked over. I believe to an extent, my expectations play a part in my overall score. Like, I give it a seven generously because I felt somewhat disappointed after watching it, but I fully realized that some of my disappointment was purely based on my ridiculous expectations, which, once again, I need to learn to curb. <laughs> But I'm not good at that.
1: I shouldn't have to curb my expectations. The guy writing the show should meet them.
0: Yeah, Jon Favreau. Um, but honestly, and I'm not going to jump ahead yet, but honestly, that that was kind of, I mean, it, it knocked a star and a half off God. or so. But there's, there's something else that really grated on me that knocked a full, like, star and a half, two stars off all really? by itself. Um, but that's, we'll get to that. One of the things that was cool, I mean, a lot of things were cool, um, but I thought it was really cool seeing him in the guts of the Sarlacc pit. Like oh, it, yeah. as Like, as Susie wakes up, you can tell he's almost dead you from the, the gas. You see the stormtroopers in there. Yeah, and he's got to grab this rebreather, basically, to get enough uh-huh. air to get out. That was awesome. I didn't expect that. Honestly, I didn't expect them to go back and show any of that. Nope. So that was cool. Bravo, Patton Oswalt
1: because no, on parks and rec, credit for shit.
0: on parks and Rec he's when he's doing the filibuster that's exactly how he said years ago what would happen Boba fett does this and then you see his hand burst out of the sand and he claws his way up and I was like what they probably did it that way just to just because of that episode of parks and Rec Ugh. um I mean let's there's anything else you want to say about that part, though?
1: No.
0: Yeah, we can almost jump right to the throne room when they're uh, coming yeah. in to pay tribute. Oh. So th- there was a lot of Easter eggs in this one. Yeah. Or, or I, I don't know if you want to call them Easter eggs. A lot of little things I noticed that I thought were awesome as shit. Like uh, the Rodian brings in a Wookiee pelt. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, sorry, Trandoshan, yeah. which is awesome because they they hate each other. Wookiees yep. and and, train and Boba
1: Fett, has worn, Wookie pelt braids on his shoulder as trophies. Really, yeah. The Boba Fett and Empire Strikes Back and Return that you don't have that figure, do you? No. Does the I just watched him and I didn't the notice that Boba Fett have it. No, but he's got he's got this like braided lasso type thing around his shoulder. It's Wookiee fur.
0: I did not know that. Awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, so bringing that pelt in was yeah, that them was cool. Wookiees. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor Wookies.
1: Looking at Chewbacca back there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool thing. Because um, we all know the the bad blood between Trandoshans and Wookies.
0: Yeah, that's why I thought that was the whole. It was a cool throwback and kind of funny that that's what the Trandoshan brings. I do in. like
1: to the coolness of the story building because when the Trandoshan gives it to him, and you're like, okay, this. Trandoshan is paying tribute, he's accepting Boba Fett's rule, and he's like, may you never leave this place, or something like that, and Boba's like, when a Trandoshan compliments you, it still feels like a threat, and it's it's so cool. And it was
0: cool for them saying how that was the Trandoshan that he worked for back in the day. Yeah. That was a cool thing. Um, Did you notice the voice? I had to look it up, because I'm like, I recognize it. Who is that? Did you recognize who the voice was of the droid there? Announcing the people coming in to pay tribute. No, it w- it's Matt Berry. Who's Matt Berry? The guy we just watched the video of from What We Do in the Shadows.
1: No way. Yeah. He's the voice Is Lazlo? of that. Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: So now that Taika Waititi's directed episodes, we're probably gonna get like one of all the What We Do in the Shadows Dude, people in I would, there. I
1: would put I would put Laszlo in the background in the cantina, just. As a dude, just back here, sf- beard and everything, just looking exactly like what we do in the shadows. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> he walks in and sees Bobo Fett. You can tell by the look of my face, I do have a fucking clue who you are. <laughs> I love that show, man. Which is awesome because he, he's he's voiced in the book of Boba Fett and he's also had Mark Hamill in the What We Do in the Shadows. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um,. I guess now's the time because it kind of is is kind of here and it translates to other moments. But one of the things I had a serious issue with overall was Boba Fett's naivety, I guess, that made no sense to me. Like when the mayor's guy comes in and he's doing all his shit... And Boba Fett's, you know, running things over with Finnick. And even later in the episode, the way he communicates about things, it's like, dude, like he had to ask questions to Finnick or have Finnick explain certain things to him in the throne room when they're paying tribute. It's like, you've been around for a long time. Like, you know the criminal underworld. You know how this shit works. And there were multiple times where it's like he had no idea what to do as far as the ruling part of things go. Especially in the throne room scene with the with the mayor's guy and him asking what he should do and things like that. It's like, it, you should know. You've been here for a long time.
1: I think with the mayor thing, though, it wow, my headset just crackled. With the mayor thing... Like, a lot of it, I get... Like, yeah, he's been part of the criminal underworld for a long time. But he's never com- he's never commanded or ruled anything. He's always been an employee, not an employer. And now he's taken a throne. He's taken leadership of a mass empire. Yeah. I think he expected... Like, he knew that this guy from the mayor paid Jabba. Without question, he paid Jabba. And he was... His reputation, he was the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Going from Jabba the Hutt to Boba Fett, he just expected everybody to fall in line, I think. And then when they didn't, it's almost like he didn't have a backup plan. He's like, Jabba ruled. Bib Fortuna was a joke. Now Boba Fett's back. I don't think he expected his name to lose so much value in the amount of time that has passed. Yeah, I agree with that. I need need to watch it again. No one really fears him. Like, hardly right. at all. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, he, you know, he was defeated by the Sarlacc. He's, he's, he's nothing now. Which is great. It's great, though, for the story. I, not right now, but I feel like we're going to get moments where he has to show that he, he's still Boba Fett. And that's going to be exciting. Right. Just like in the, in the Mandalorian season two, where you see him as just this old beat up guy in a robe. And then he puts the armor on and he becomes a savage. And you see at the end of this episode where they're walking down. And he can't get past the shields, and then finally you see him catch the thing and just start beating the fuck out of people. It's like it—it it does very much feel like it's written specifically so they can show that. Yeah, I, like, I get that. Because there's a lot yeah. of stuff. Like it makes sense that he—he he should know how the criminal underground works. He's been a part of it since he was a child.
0: Yeah, because there's—and I can't remember off the top of my head, but there there's at least like two or three instances. Where he acts like he has no idea what's going on. And I, I need to watch it again so I can point him out. But you they stood to out to too. me at the time. And I'm thinking, you should know that. Or you should know this. I'm sure there's a you couple. shouldn't react this way.
1: The mayor thing didn't really bother me because like, that's what I think. Like He just expected yeah, that everybody makes sense. to fall in line. And I mean, I, I would have. like, Especially when he goes to the, the club. And that club's like, here you go. Here's buckets of money. The prostitute it, house. Yeah, It belongs yeah. to you now. Yeah. So that person fell in line without yeah. a, without a qualm, without a without so much as a cough or a sneeze. Which, which I know doesn't really help my case because that happens after the mayor thing, right? So.
0: But even in that in that scene, is that the scene where they walk in and uh, the blue guys playing the piano and the cantina guys doing yeah. a little remix of the classic song? Oh, yeah can't wonder if those it uh, those guys are probably dead weren't they on the barge when it blew up yeah they were do I? i was getting ready to say i wonder if it's it's for some of the old group you know the same blue guy and one of the three um but they were on the barge when it blew up so they're they're probably dead unless there's only two now because maybe two of them managed to escape the barge and then the rest of them perished
1: were they on the barge? Because mm-hmm. I remember, like the whole music thing happens in front of the Rancor Pit, so that's in Jabba's palace.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: I can't remember if they are on the sail barge or not. I haven't watched the extended. I just watched
0: Return of the Jedi last week, um, <laughs> but it, you might be right about that. They they're in the palace. They're they're not on the barge.
1: Do do yeah. Ah! <laughs>
0: Yes, that's L- right. Love that shit as a kid. They're alive, so I, I like to think...
1: canonize that they're alive. Yeah, the little elephant guy, the, the yeah. fat little elephant. Right. Guy.
0: <laughs> See, I like to think the blue guy playing the piano and whichever one of those. Um, oh, dude! The, cantina the band. The one alien, they're still...
1: like frog-looking lady with the long lips. Oh yeah, she's got like like a mosquito. Yeah, mouth. in the
0: extended version, actually sings yeah. a full-blown song. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she gets a full solo, yep. man.
0: See, I'd never seen the extended versions. Ah, that's what I grew up until, on. See, I didn't. Because yep. I grew up on the VHS tapes that were just the theatrical. Um, just over the last, what, two years, I've seen all the extended versions. Nice. So that's, that's all new this, stuff That's the me. reason
1: I hate the whole haul and shot first thing. Like, Because I don't care. I don't want to have that argument. But my point is that people who are so hard on that stance don't realize people like me. I didn't choose the extended versions. I didn't watch the originals and then think the extendeds were better where right. Greedo shoots first. I grew up as a child only knowing Greedo to shoot first.
0: But in in their camp, yeah. they did as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. You
0: know? And they saw them in theaters. Yes. So that is canon. That, that's to what them. I'm saying,
1: I don't want to have that fight, right? Because I get that. On the flip side, that's canon to them. But it's the thing we talk about all the time where it's like you can't you can't grasp how someone doesn't like something that you know is good. And that's how it is. This is the opposite side of the same coin. I don't want to have that argument with anybody anymore. I'm tired of that argument because I I realize what you just said. It's canon to me because that's what I grew up on. I didn't have them both and choose. And I have to realize that that's what same thing for them. But it seems to me that the Han Shop first people are the more aggressive people.
0: Yeah. They're very adamant about it. They feel betrayed in a way because I felt it for a while and I, I don't give a crap now. But I never knew the extended editions were a thing. Yeah. Like to me, it's like this is how it is, yeah. and then I see them, and I'm
1: like, well, yeah. that changes something drastic. Yeah, the first Thor's movies I ever had was the golden box set.
0: Yes, i yeah, never cut trilogy. Never had them. So good. Um, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't either
1: it I, d- I, doesn't matter to I me. I told the one guy the one time I said, look, as far as I'm concerned, either one of them are great. Because both of them show how badass Han Solo is. Hell yeah. One, he doesn't hesitate. He pulls the trigger and shoots. He's a badass. Yep. Two, the other guy shoots first and he comes out victorious. Because <laughs> he's a <laughs> right. badass. Yeah. So either way, Han Solo is a badass.
0: Yeah, I agree. That never really bothered me. But a lot of people die on the, on those hills. Yeah.
1: It is what it is. Yeah. Um, we can all agree that like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, no matter how you want to split the hairs, we all know Kylo Renshot first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, indeed he did. <laughs> uh,
1: I do to, to open that. Um, yeah.
0: One of the things, too, that initially bothered me, maybe it doesn't as much now. I don't know. But when they're surrounded by the assassins and they start fighting, like, dude boba fly yes yeah i know you have a fucking jetpack guy i thought the guy. same thing use it I, and he doesn't use his guns at all it's like i get you want one alive that's okay there's like eight others you can kill he
1: doesn't he doesn't do anything nothing i was i was mad about that cuz i was like he's like before before they brought boba back at all the one thing we knew about boba was that he was a mysterious dude and that he was Canon, a king of gadgets. Oh yeah, one. That's how the Mandalorians are anyway, and not that Boba Fett is or isn't a Mandalorian, but he was raised by one. And then you see him, and you know in the stories that he's he's a gadgeteer. He you know he's got the rockets, he's got the flamethrowers, he's got the grapple gun, he's got the concussion pistol, he's got all kinds of shit. Um, he's got the little m- knee missiles. He's the king of gadgets. He's a a gadget dude. So before you ever bring Boba Fett back, those are the two things you know about him. He's a mysterious individual. You don't need to know his story. And two, he's a king of gadgets. Then you solidify that by bringing him back and showing him use like 13 gadgets in one fight scene. Like he used more in that scene than Mando used all the first season. Right. It was crazy. It was awesome. So now we have visual representation of him using his training, using his experience and his gadgets and all of the, his arsenal. And now you're going to put him in a fight where he's not going to use anything. He doesn't try to grapple any of them. He doesn't try to wrist rocket one on any of them. He doesn't even pull his blaster out.
0: Not until the end. I,
1: yeah. And I, I convinced myself in the middle of the fight, I was like, cause that was what I said. He's the king of fucking gadgets. What is he doing? I convinced myself in the middle of it that he can't just fly because he doesn't want to, he can't leave Chand there in the middle of them all. But then even then I was like, he could pop up in the air and land behind them and separate them. That's could, what I have, thought. He could have done something. Well, but no, we're just going to have him stand in a circle with guys with shields. In my mind, it's like... It, just, does, it doesn't make sense.
0: Just write it to where he leaves the palace without the jetpack. If that's what you want, oh, right? then write it where he, he leaves doesn't have the without jetpack. the jetpack. Then I'm cool with it.
1: Yep. And then have him draw the gun and one guy immediately knocks it out of his hand. Right. It's no longer an option. He doesn't have it.
0: Or at least draw the gun after they break the the circle. You know, because I get it. Draw the gun in the circle, what's it going to do? It's probably not going to penetrate those shields, so okay. But no, even after the circle's broken and they branch off and Fennec's fighting the others and he's fighting the others, he still and needs hand the hand gun holstered.
1: Yeah. No. Like, I, I don't feel Boba Fett would. No. He's a savage. He's going to shoot a guy.
0: And obviously the show's not pulling punches when it comes to killing people because he wrist rockets one dude to oblivion.
1: It's right in the stomach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, the guy's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Away. Yeah.
1: I was thinking of when he first showed up in Mando, oh, punches the guy well, in the yeah, gut that and wrist rockets him. No, that was awesome. Yes, that was cool. That scene alone was like, okay, forgiven.
0: Yeah, he points up there, but, and blows him away. But I just I, I think it was a poorly done action sequence because I w- feel like the moral of the story is very similitude. In the words of the great Robert Meyer Burnett, you need to be able to believe what you're watching. All I could think of was logic issues, logic flags kept popping up during that fight. Jetpack, the, pistols. The only
1: thing, and this is what scares me, because I don't want them to go this way. The only thing I wonder is if they're going to where Boba Fett's trying to change. He doesn't want to be that guy anymore. And so he knows they've just got energy shields or they, they can't really hurt him. He can get out without killing them. But then, once he gets pushed and beaten and beaten and beaten, then he loses his shit and blows the guy up. You know, like he, he was pushed to be in the savage that he doesn't want to be anymore. And if that's throughout they go, "I'm out."
0: Yeah, because that I'm makes not no happy sense. About that. Like, there's no reason for him to want. For one, you don't come back and take Java's throne
1: if you're not prepared to do. If some you're violence. not prepared
0: to to play dirty, yeah. you're you're a criminal, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, yeah. I mean. The 110%. You're coming back and trying to take over an empire that has enemies. You're not going to be able to take it peacefully. On top of that, it is every essence of its being a criminal empire. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're not going to be okay with hurting people and killing people, you're going to stay away from it. Because that's the element you're going to be dealing with on the daily.
0: Yeah. So if and that's where they
1: go... Because I I wonder, because they're already you know they're already up in arms about canon Boba Fett's changing his name his ship name. Um, so you know he like Boba Fett like I get outside in the real world we're not okay with a ship being called a slave one right, but Boba Fett isn't in Earth in two thousand twenty one correct. He's in a galaxy where slavery is very much a thing. Yes. And he's a bad dude. Yes, and he's not even the one who named it that.
0: Boba Fett His father did. Is but at his core an anti-hero. Yes, at at best.
1: At best, on the, a good day. Yeah,
0: he should be a villain. Like I would still rather him be a villain because that's what I grew up with him being. Yeah, they've pivoted from that. Well, see, I was reading an article
1: that one of the guys who helped Roth McQuarrie create the character Boba Fett doesn't like it already. He said he doesn't like that they're turning him into a good guy and he doesn't like that he willy-nilly has his helmet off in every scene he said because the whole point of Boba Fett was that Boba Fett could be anybody it wasn't a face it was a helmet it was the mystery the, the mystery the mystique that's what it was and then he wasn't a good guy he wasn't a bad guy he was whoever paid him he would do what they wanted he's a mercenary at the core I agree with that. I agree with it.
0: I'm okay with him I'm, being helmetless in the Mando episodes.
1: Yeah. I don't want
0: but him walking through the streets of Tatooine or yeah, what? Uh, Moss I, Mos Mos yeah.
1: I give this one the pass or, because he walked Espa? there with his helmet on and then they filled it with money. So he couldn't put it back on. Right. So I'm fingers crossed. I'm torn because I love tomorrow Morrison. Sure. He's gorgeous. And he's a great actor. But my love of Boba Fett's greater than that. Yeah. And Boba Fett, show his face by all means. Give us the back to tank scenes by all means.
0: In public though.
1: But if if you're going to do away with the helmet altogether, then you're doing away with part of the core of what is Boba Fett. That's like having Darth Vader make a purple lightsaber. Right. Like it's, 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 it's the essence of what he is. It's, that's who he was built to be. And now you're just going to kind of reconstruct it all. And, of course, I could, you know, we could be going way harder into it than it really is. It could end up not being that.
0: But we don't know yet. We can only react to what we've seen.
1: But clear up for me.
0: Where is Jabba's Palace? Where were they walking through? Is that Mos Eisley? It should be, right? Because I can't figure it.
1: Mos, for some reason, Moss Espa.
0: That's what I thought, but I'm like, is it though, or is Moss Espa where?
1: That's a lot of mosses, man. <laughs> but I know Jabba's palace. Yeah, it should be Moss Isley.
0: Yeah, it's Moss Isley.
1: But his palace is outside of the city.
0: Yeah, okay, it is. Thanks, Google.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I had to figure Richards Common villainy. because yes. Moss Espa was messing with me for a minute. Like, what's Moss Espa? Is that where some of the shit happens in The Mandalorian show?
1: No. No, Mos Espa's in the other movies. Is it where Anakin's from?
0: Mos Espa is one of the few port cities on Tatooine. Yeah, we know that, bitch. It's Yeah, it's where Anakin's from. Boom.
1: Okay. I know my shit sometimes.
0: And when I'm drinking, it is very spotty. My memory is selective at best. So now that we figured that out and everyone listening's like, these fuckers have never seen stars. They don't know what no, they're talking have about. They've seen shit. And we're like nah. Nope. Dude, we're we're middle aged men. We can't remember things. We're damn near to the point where we need Viagra.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'd use it for. <laughs>
0: uh
1: um Um yeah, but yeah, him walking willy nilly without his helmet. It's like, oh, Bat- it's like Batman yeah, walking around without a cape, utility yeah, belt. It's no. it's, I'm not going to be okay with it. I now, that being said, it can still be it can still be written really well, and I can get past it if the show is good enough. That that that's a nitpicky thing for me. Like, I want Boba Fett in the helmet, but if they write the rest of the show and he acts like Boba Fett and he does Boba Fett things and he is Boba Fett, then I can get past things like him not wearing the helmet as often as I would like or stuff like that. And I think small, it's in certain areas they're doing so well. Like I didn't realize until this episode, how much I really, really, really dig the Boba Fett Fennec Shand relationship. It's so much like Django and Zem Weasel. Yeah. Like I, I love that. That chemistry between them both, I think they're, they both characters complement each other really well.
0: Yeah, I would say that the two things overall for the entire episode that I have no issues with is the representation of the overall overall criminal underworld oh, yeah. and Finnick Shan.
1: Yeah, Finnick is awesome. Those two
0: things are perfection.
1: I, and the moment that's... am I coming through all right on here? Oh yeah. My my ear things keep crackling, so I can't hear myself very well. But the moment that really, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Was when she catches up to the two guys, and then she has the one to the wall. In, in that split moment, I'm like, well, now what? She can't take both of them. Please push one of them over the wall. I thought that. I was like, just push one of them over the wall. That, that, that would be so great. And then she does it. Like, fuck yeah. Fennec Shand. If Boba Fett's not going to act like Boba Fett, Fennec right. Shand will. See,
0: that's, that's one of the great things. And it's what I talk about with verisimilitude and believability. When I'm watching something, I don't want anything to take me out of what I'm watching. Right. If anything, it's like you said, I want to think something because that's a logical choice to me. Yeah. And I want to see that then happen on screen. And I did the same thing. Yeah. And it's not. I was like, push him.
1: Yeah. Boom, push him she down did. the stairs. <laughs> and it's not like a thing like do this because that's what I want to see. But like you said, log- it's logical step in that moment, yeah. my thought was you can't take both of them back to Boba Fett. No. You, you can't. The options are, you gotta kill one of them, and then she does. Yeah. It's like yes, that was awesome. Boom, and it's it's a moment like you said. It's a moment where you can be aware, but not be pulled out. Yeah, and it's it's great,
0: and that's all I asked for, man. I'm buying that's the finishing figure so hard. Oh yeah, oh. I did pre-order the Death God today.
1: The Death God. The yes. Death God. Yeah, dude, <laughs> don't ever play Lego DC Super Villains. <laughs> You'll hate it. Yeah? I love it. <laughs> it's so good. They go they go full It's a Lego game, so it's all comedy. It's all comedy. But uh your your character you you get to build them and they they absorb powers throughout the throughout the story. And they they he basically or he or she your character basically has the ability to absorb energy and and like anything, and then it gets powers from it. So Dark Side shows up, and he's here hunting the Anti-Life Equation, and Steppenwolf finds out that the Anti-Life Equation is actually inside one of the Mother Boxes, and then your character absorbs the energy from the Mother Box, so your character becomes the Anti-Life Equation, and then he has the power... <laughs> to manipulate things it's so good so what he does is he takes dark side and all of his dudes and just boom he turns them good like, no it's, all, it's so so fucking funny all the parademons are like they just throw down their guns they're like hugging and shaking hands and then uh dark side's like i can't i must resist i oh what am i doing we can have a party we can have some cake <laughs> and stephanie pops up and he's like, oh i love cake <laughs> This just goes full-blown stupid, and it is awesome. I laughed the whole time.
0: No, I'm totally cool with that. The Lego Batman movies are the best things <laughs> they ever. They are, aren't, they? Dude? They're the best.
1: Playing Lego DC supervillains super is like, I, I want to go back and start playing the Lego games again. Like, Lego Lord of the Rings was awesome. The Lego Harry Potter collections out there, dude, they're so funny.
0: Good old Lego. But I, I The one thing Warner Brothers is doing right. is letting those Lego things exist. Yeah. I mean, talking about Star Wars, you still get roped into DC.
1: Yep.
0: I mean, there's not a whole hell of a lot else to talk about with the Boba Fett. Oh, one thing that bothers me. What's that? (sighs) And it bothers me not only in the book of Boba Fett, but I've, we've talked about this before. (laughs) It bothers me It stopped me from even finishing an episode of Wheel of Time. It bothered me in The Witcher Season 2 really bad. And it bothered me in Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. Not as much as the other two. But it speaks to the overall issue for me. Is when I'm watching shows nowadays. They don't, they feel like straight to DVD things. They feel like straight to TV things. They don't have a cinematic quality. Like the book of Boba Fett, it has a cinematic quality for most of it. And then when you get to the the streets of Moss Isley and all that, you get to all the, the current things and they lose that. Because the cameras are like crystal clear four K. Like you can see everything. And that's the problem. There's no atmosphere. Like literally, I can see everything. Everything looks like a set. The costumes look like someone that's sitting next to me wearing it. It doesn't look real because it looks too real. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, like there's no there's no atmosphere. There's no cinematic feeling. Witcher season two, really bad. Really, like they're like the Witcher himself and monster fights and stuff is fine in some of the moments, but. A lot of the moments, it's like, holy shit, I can tell. Like, everything's so clear. There's no atmosphere. So with the lack of atmosphere, all you can do is see detail. And the detail is so crystal clear... And it's like, this just doesn't feel right.
1: Not only that, but it feels unnatural because without the atmosphere, it doesn't feel lived in.
0: Yeah. It, it there you go. It doesn't feel That's like, a, yes. like I'm
1: watching a real world. It feels like I'm just watching the real world.
0: Exactly. It's That's actors, what it feels like. It's actors like. on a
1: stage. It's actors on a set.
0: That's how Wheel of Time was, except bad acting added in there too. So I didn't even get through one episode. Oh. But with with um, The Witcher Season 2, I saw it. And with Book of Boba Fett, I saw it. I didn't really see it in the Tuscan Raider moments. No because you had the sand and the sunlight, and it blended things. And even Ma- The Mandalorian Season 2 had some moments where I felt it, but they managed to offset it. Book of Boba Fett, every moment where we were not in the sands of Tatooine, I could not help but think, I'm watching a set. Where's the cinema? You know, Martin Scorsese popped out at me yeah. and said, where's that cinema at?
1: Not only that, but I feel like... And it only stood out to me so much because of what we had in the, but the but Mando season two, was like. The one real fight we had in in the present in Tatooine, wasn't extremely well choreographed. No, like, his, some of Boba Fett's even his moves felt unnatural the way the way he moved and and like it. And like I said, it only sticks out so much because of seeing what they did in season two of Mandalorian where everything looked phenomenal in yeah. that scene. Um, when he's beating the crap out of stormtroopers with the gaffey stick and all of his, all of his movements, they look real. They look like a trained fighter, yeah. a trained killer. And it also sticks out. It stuck out to me really well. Cause I just finished watching the matrix and the matrix had the same problem for me. Mm-hmm. So I was really noticing things like that now, but, um, um, so I can see like what you're talking about where it's yeah it, it looks like actors it doesn't look
0: right like and characters it, it feels like we're at a point where we were back in the early 2000s where they really discovered CG hard and they went so hard with it that at the time we were okay with it and now that we've moved on we look back at it like holy shit the Hulk movie is the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> I feel like we're at that point where we've got like 8K cameras out there. And they're trying to utilize this yeah, this visual so clarity, but in that moment, we're losing the fact that you need to create an atmosphere. Yeah, you need to. I need to, to an extent, feel like I'm watching something. I don't need to be there. I don't need to be at Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge when I'm watching the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I need to be watching the Book of Boba Fett. I need that Peter Jackson, foggy. You know, just I'm. This is cinema. I'm looking into this world. Yeah. I'm not there. That's where we need to be. Because
1: it it never feels like when it comes across like that, it never feels like you're there. It feels like they're here. Yeah. It it doesn't put you in the story. No, with not them at because all. Because it's so clear, it takes them. It feels out like of the I'm story. watching a,
0: a BTS, yeah. a, a behind the scenes yeah. of something and i hate it and I'm it's really, a
1: documentary on the book of Boba Fett.
0: It's really hurting my enjoyment of things i watch lately mm-hmm. and i'm terrified for the new lord of the rings show <gasps> because it's on amazon. And if i'm watching a lord of the rings show that doesn't have beautiful you know light with some bokeh even at moments and then the light that like fades in and creates an atmosphere like they're spraying atmosphere aerosol across yeah. the place. If i don't have that, if i feel like i'm watching a set being put together That takes me right the fuck out. Oh yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. And we're at the point right now with everything high profile on the TV show side that I'm watching. All has that. And I hate the shit out of it. So that bothered me too. It bummed me out to see the book of Boba Fett go so hard with it. Because the Mandalorian, like I said, it has a lot of moments where it doesn't do it at all. But then it has some moments where it also does it. And it immediately just like yanks me out. And I don't see a lot of people talking about that, which bothers me. It's like, are we okay with this? Have we forgotten what it's like to feel like we're watching something artistic? I don't know. I don't don't like
1: it. I I feel like, um, and I don't want to generalize, but most people that I, I run into on the internet, most people aren't like that. Most people don't want to lose themselves in the thing. They're, they're okay with being 100% aware that they're sitting on a couch watching a movie, watching a show. And, and I don't like to. I like to be immersed into it. Yeah. I like to forget that I'm sitting on a couch. I like to forget that I'm in the real world and i got to go to work tomorrow. I like to get, like, this is what's happening. This isn't some story some guy wrote about a bounty hunter who's killing people. This is happening. This bounty hunter is killing people. I like to... Lose myself in the moment. Absolutely, it only comes once in a lifetime, yo. But um, after a lot of people that I run into online, of course, like I said, I don't want to generalize because I don't know everybody yeah. in the world. But most people I talk to online, it seems like they don't have that. They're okay with sitting on a couch, eating popcorn, and just being entertained. Yeah, for the for the sake of entertainment, which is fine. I, but see, but that that's just not how I no. like my entertainment.
0: But it works with things like Shang Chi to an extent because it's it's in the real world. So I'll put it this way: it doesn't bother me when it's in the real world. If it's in modern day and it's this this eight K looks like it's a set, it doesn't bother me because it's how it would look.
1: It's our real world.
0: Yeah, but when I see it in fantasy setting, and when I see it in sci fi setting, it's well, like, that's the pro- this is wrong. That's the problem. Something's like wrong. I'm
1: saying it doesn't put you there; it brings them Right. Here.
0: And I don't it understand how it
1: would look here. Yeah. It shouldn't look how it would look here exactly. because it's
0: not here. I don't understand why more it's people are upset ago about in a
1: galaxy far, far away. Yes.
0: Like and if people don't get upset about it, this is gonna be the new normal. Yeah. And I'm not cool with it being the new normal. No. Because things I really like, I don't enjoy. Like The Witcher season two. I don't have a, a ton of issues with it. But I had to focus hard to get into it because every fucking scene is like okay. I, like you said, they, they brought that to me. Like that
1: looks like I'm literally watching them it's hard to explain, play out though, in front of me. because that all sounds like a good thing. It does, but it's not. They brought the actors to me. It feels like they were in yeah. the room and I was watching them. That sounds like a good thing. It's yeah. not. It's I hate not,
0: it. it. It's, it's not cinematic. It's like I said, it's very BTS. It's like I'm watching a documentary of the show mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for someone to voice over. And in this moment, Henry Cavill. It's
1: like, no. A lot of people don't realize this, but Henry Cavill's a total dick. He wouldn't stop playing pranks on this set, and he slapped me in the ass twice.
0: With his dick. <laughs> and I rather enjoyed it. Anyway, yeah. Um I wouldn't not. Yeah, that that is something that I will say about the book of Boba Fett that, like I just said, I can also say about many things right now, and it bothers the fuck out of me. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. Nope. Don't like it at all. I don't know. I mean, in closing, that's me. I gave Boba Fett a 7, but now that we've talked about it for the last 45 minutes, I'm not sure why it got that high. Because Boba Fett alone. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett himself and Fennec
1: carried it that's, to a 7. That's why I gave it a 6.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could easily be a 6 for me. I mean, I, I still give it a 7, but after watching again, it could it could drop. I don't know. I, I, I fully think... Going it's, forward, we're going to be okay.
1: It's in yeah, me too. Because I'm it's, confident. it's
0: Dave Filoni and John Favreau, we're going to be okay. Yeah. But after one episode, I'm I'm disappointed. David Rodriguez.
1: Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez, Ro- Robert Ur- yeah. one of the Rodriguez's. Too many Davids here. Just right, Manny Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes,
0: yeah, we're going to be okay. But right now, I'm a little disappointed with how it started. But I I fully believe we're going to be me okay. Too. If but we're not, end, I'm going to be pissed.
1: In the end, I would rather have it get the slow start to get it out of the way, and then kick the show off. Yeah. Um, My my full hope is that it's like watching the first Matrix for the first time, watching the Fellowship of the Ring for the first time, where you don't really truly appreciate them until you get the aftermath, the next movie. You see where the story leads. I'm hoping that's what we have here. First episode, just laying the groundwork. In spite of its flaws, like we just talked about, Mm -hmm. like Boba Fett not using his gun...
0: Or flying or away. Or
1: doing something.
0: Mm. I mean, I, I will say, from the trailers for Book of Boba Fett, I think we covered almost everything they showed. So that's a good sign. Like that's every true. trailer they played, all the content is from this episode. So it's a good sign going forward. Yep. We're going to get some some new shit. Hopefully. I mean, we're going to tell you. every I week. wonder
1: where Slacey's B. crumb's at. I guess he probably just oh, he died. He burned on the, uh, up
0: on the barge. That that poor little fucker got toasted.
1: But Bib Fortuna survived.
0: That's a good point.
1: Wait, was Bib on the barge? I don't know why he wouldn't be. He's Jabba's right hand dude. Is well, you know what? Probably didn't need him that much since he had C three PO now.
0: And the barge was before, simply an execution.
1: Yeah, before C three PO showed up, Bib Fortuna was his translator. He was his yeah. guy. And and then he got mad because Bib Fortuna got. Jedi mind tricked, mm-hmm. and then you replace him with C-3PO.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Bib probably wasn't... As someone who just watched Return five days ago, you'd think I would have remembered, Yeah, you should know these things. Nah.
1: Nah. Can't be bothered. No, I can't. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where? Boba Fett, where?
0: Oh, it's so good. Those movies are so fucking good. Yep. I watched New Hope, Empire, and Return, and you can't beat them, man. So good. This is true. Anyway, that's our writing for Book of Boba Fett. We are going to tell you, as the other episodes come out, what we think about them. Hopefully, it gets better. Yes. Hopefully. It is the dream. It is our dream. Um, So now we can transition into something that I'm really curious about. Where you stand on, as I fight here. Um, The Matrix Resurrections. I watched it in theaters, which I do believe helps. But fuck it. We'll do it like we normally do. Um, I'm going to guess your rating for the Matrix Resurrections here and now. Uh, six.
1: Five. Mm-hmm. You, you probably, you probably, I'm going to stick my guns. I'm going to get, no, you gave it a seven.
0: 6.5. Every time. Yeah.
1: I go over by a half. Yep. Um,
0: but here's what's hard for me. I gave it a, I give it a 6.5, but we're sitting in the theater watching it. There was never a moment where I wasn't engrossed. I was into it the whole time. I had lots of moments.
1: Well, you watched it at home. I, I, I don't care. I don't know how, because the problems I have are not anything visually or act. It's story-wise that I don't feel watching it on a big screen would have made any difference.
0: I so, could be wrong. I never had a moment where I wasn't engrossed, and then it ended, and we walked out. And we're like, yeah. Like, there was no one specific reason for me to truly hate it. But even though I enjoyed myself the whole time I was there, I still wouldn't say I liked it. So I'm in a I'm in a weird spot that I honestly truly don't think I've ever been in with a film where I watched a movie and never at one point got so upset. I'm like, no, anything to drive me down to the score where I've given it. I can't tell you why.
1: I'm just gonna borrow from the guy who <clears throat> wrote his article on Spider-Man: and No Way Home. And I'm going to borrow his line, and I'm going to say that the new Matrix movie is aggressively mediocre. Honestly, when I finished, um, I was like, alright, it's middle ground. It's a five. But what bothered me the most is the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I can't decide if the fact that it's a Matrix movie is holding it back from a higher score or actually holding it up to a higher score than it should be. Like, is Am I am I holding scores back because it doesn't live up to what I think a Matrix movie should be, or am I only scoring it that high because of the nostalgia of it being a Matrix movie? I don't know. I can't decide the level of dislike or like I have for this movie. I'm somewhere like I I'm in the same boat you're in, kind of like yeah. I, I've never I been here before. No, I don't know what to I think. can't describe because there's so many things about the movie that I rolled my eyes at. But I still like, but, 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 but I can never finish that sentence, but
0: well to, and let me pull this up cause I screenshot it to give you some context. Okay. On the, on the film as a whole. So Lana Wachowski did this one, but here you go from and and this when this happens in the film, obviously going forward if no one's seen the Matrix Resurrections, we're going to be spoiling it. Um if you haven't seen it, watch it, come back. If you don't give a shit, continue on. Hope you're you're good and blitzed at this point. Anyway. So from Deadline Hollywood, Hollywood Hollywood Hollywacker, Pollywhacker, us from Deadline Hollywood um, the title is The Matrix Resurrections would have moved on without Lana Wachowski if she didn't volunteer to direct it um, to paraphrase this whole thing I mean basically this article is telling you we have a script from Zach Penn we can go with um, so if you don't jump on board Lana and do this thing and make it happen with 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 the budget that we have, we're gonna take this franchise our own way. That's what Warner Brothers told Lana, and Lana took this film and said, "Fuck Warner Brothers," and made this film. They say it in the film itself. See when that, when he's sitting yeah. down with Mr. Smith, it is, yeah. and he basically says, "We're doing this without you, one way or the other. Yeah. You're on board." He or says you're our not.
1: parent company, Warner Brothers,
0: yeah. and so literally Keanu's Lana Wachowski in that moment. I don't want to make a sequel. I'm going to make one. Where's the other Someone Else, I don't know what the Lily's doing, but um, basically, it was like so. Someone else doesn't do it. I'm going to do it.
1: It's funny because they said that in the movie. He said that he he said Warner Brothers. Yeah, and I laughed and I was like, that's kind of a funny little thing. And then, not two minutes later, I thought to myself, what if that's the truth? It is, and this movie isn't good and then after, as I got about three-fourths the way that the movie I realized that's how the movie feels it feels like somebody was forced to make a movie they didn't want to make
0: so they made a point of, of showing the corrupt system of sequels in in general Yeah, like that. that's how I felt the entire time Um, I saved something else. Okay. I do want to read this as well because this also changed my perspective. So this is a direct quote from Lana Wachowski. Um, my dad died. Then my friend died. Then my mom died. I didn't really know how to process that kind of grief. I hadn't experienced it that closely. You know, their lives are going to end and yet it was still really hard. My brain has always reached into my imagination, and one night I was crying and I couldn't sleep, and my brain exploded with this whole story. I couldn't have my mom and dad, yet suddenly I had Neo and Trinity, arguably the two most important characters in my life. It was immediately comforting to have these two characters alive again, and it's super simple. You can look at it and say, okay, these two people die, and then you bring these two people back to life, doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it did. It's it's really rather simple. And this is what art does, and that's what stories do. They comfort us. So when she made this movie, or came up with the idea for the movie. It was during the death of all these people. So I feel like you have a, a big bang of elements here where they tell her a movie needs to be made with or without her. Maybe she's not going to make it. And obviously I'm speaking for someone. I have no idea. I'm just speaking from my mindset. Is maybe she's not going to make it. But then you have all of these deaths. And she's an emotional mess. And she's not only emotional mess for the deaths. But for the fact that she's forced into this weird position from Warner Brothers. When it's just like, okay. I wake up one day and these ideas came to me. Let's do this.
1: See, I can see that now. Like, the things that stick, my, stick out to me that I don't like about the movie. Makes sense. I feel like they feel like they would bring her comfort in that in that right in that dark place.
0: Yeah, because really, it's a love story. It this is. movie is a love story. It's not really anything else. No, it's a love story without Morpheus. <laughs> 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 That's my one big major wham bam. Like why, why not have Lawrence Fishburne come back as Morpheus? I cannot logically understand why.
1: Yeah, because it's not like the new Morpheus did any extreme martial arts or anything. No. Like, if that was your reason, well, Lawrence Fishburne's like 70 years old or right. can't really do it. That guy didn't do anything no, except shoot some people.
0: And Yaya's awesome. And I love oh, him. He's yes. Black Manta. He's yes, amazing. he's awesome. And he's great in the movie. Yes. But I don't understand why you couldn't bring Morpheus back.
1: Yeah, to do what Morpheus did in that movie, Lawrence Fishburne could have done it.
0: And I actually when like, the hand to hand
1: combat he had with Neo wasn't that
0: impressive. And it actually would have added weight to the film for me if Morpheus is going through this again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, shit. Neo's back. You know, that that would have helped.
1: Also, sorry, th- whatever. But after watching Matrix 1, 2, and 3 just about a month ago, and everything Morpheus went through and everything Morpheus did and everything Morpheus believed, Morpheus is just going to not prepare for the rising power because he doesn't believe it's real? Doesn't sit well with me. That's what Niobe says, is that they... Somebody threatened of a new power rising, and Mor- Mor- Morpheus just didn't believe him. He he thought that what Neo did could not be undone, and he didn't believe. B- See, the I can believe rising. that
0: because but he's not he- go-
1: he's not going to not prepare for things though.
0: But I, I I don't think so because he was so z- he was like a religious zealot when it came to Neo. So when Neo did complete the whole piece, quote unquote. Like, I could see how Morpheus Morpheus would literally think. I I feel like I could guess
1: he would be that way if Neo came back and he had Neo there. But Neo goes out to make a peace. Neo dies. Neo's gone. You don't have Neo anymore. Neo's gone. Neo brought peace. Somebody else says, hey, we, in spite of peace, somebody else is rising to power to break that peace. And, "Eh, cool. Neo did what he did, nobody can break that apart. I I don't see it. I mean, maybe. You know, you're right. He was a yeah, religious I mean, nut. I can, but under, I
0: can understand.
1: I just don't see, because he's not, he's, a, as much as obsessed with he is with Neo, he's equally obsessed with Zion. And then Neo tells him that Zion has been destroyed several times in the past. It's been, this is the umpteenth time this has happened. It's going to happen again or whatever. And then him to be like, Peace. Yeah. Neo did it. We're good for eternity. There will never be another problem. I mean, Ever. honestly, it, it's a problem
0: that stems from the fact that they didn't just have Morpheus in it, they didn't have Lawrence True. Fishburne's Morpheus in it. Like, it's a problem that stemmed from that. Yep. Like, he could easily have been the Niobe character.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Hell yeah. I don't feel, know why I he was. I would wasn't. feel
1: better even if it was him. And he said that. Sure. He said, yeah, after you were gone, I didn't think this would happen. Yeah. But having him dead and gone, and somebody else saying that that's what he believed is much harder for me to grasp.
0: Yes, yeah, no, I agree with that. I the that's one of the huge cruxes for the movie for me is why, why not ask Lawrence Fishburne? Why not write him in? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get that. Um, but once again, when you look at the movie as a giant fu to Warner Brothers for making me make this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it is what it is. Um, I will say they had me thoroughly convinced for about 30 minutes at the beginning of that movie that they were going in a completely different direction.
1: I was convinced I for was a long while that the first three movies didn't happen.
0: Me too. And I, was, I upset. was pissed. I was very upset. So then there was that moment of elation when I realized, okay, they're just pulling my chain. Awesome. That was good job. You had me engrossed for 30 minutes. Good job. And then...
1: Then the rest of the movie. Then man,
0: the rest of the movie plays out the way it does. And I... Uh, uh, and, I mean, the 6.5 might be generous. I don't know.
1: The more I think about it, the 5 is generous. Like, I don't like it. And I am I I think I feel like I'm more comfortable giving a lower score now, now that I know the story behind it. like Because yeah. it doesn't feel like she wanted to do it. And it truly does feel like... She was forced to do it. And so this is... So then she did in it. In the midst of her crisis, yeah. this is what we get.
0: We get a love story. Which they did really well on. I don't feel like this movie... Diminished my love for Neo or Trinity in any way. But for the overall Matrix story... it. You know, here's a great way to put it. And this... This is kind of redundant or I, I'm not sure what. We don't need anything, but we truly didn't need this movie. At the end of the day, you don't, a, you don't need any film. It ended the way film. it needed to end. Yeah. At the end of the, the day, you don't need one, any I mean, film. Yeah. Right. Right. But we really didn't need this.
1: No. It, the, the, the series had three great movies. It didn't end on a cliffhanger. It didn't have any after credit scenes. It didn't have anything like that. They wrapped it up. With a nice bow, this was the story. Now it's over. There was n- there was nothing to even lead to. What you would do next? There, I mean, there was the curiosity of how would humanity and the and the machines progress after this point. But that doesn't need to be in a movie. That's Which just I did like that curiosity. though,
0: because I feel like that is how it played out. Is how it would have played out. The machines aren't going to stop.
1: No, they went to war with themselves. Yeah,
0: humanity's not going to stop. So I feel like that naturally played out the way it probably would have.
1: It wasn't until... A new
0: Matrix. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't
1: until Niobe and her people teamed up with robots to make a new city together. Because I mean, she's right. Locke and all them, they wouldn't have given up. They would have been convinced that the machines were coming back.
0: Um, I can't remember her name, but Jessica Henwick's character with the blue hair, kind of the main character for a while yeah. there, she was awesome. She was. Very cool. I'll buy that Six Scale Hot Toys. They already announced the license, so we're getting something, I would imagine. See, this, is,
1: this is where it started for me, though. Like Even at the beginning, it just didn't feel like it was done with the same care and attention that the previous matrix movies had been done at because when she runs out there and she falls, right? She falls in front of all of those agents that have the other guy down or whatever. And she's like, I'll just be on my way, you know, whatever. And then the one guy's like killer. All right. She's on the edge of the building. She rolls backwards into a kneeling stance as they're all shooting at her. And then she she stands there in that one spot, fifteen feet away from them, and shoots back at them. No one's in any cover. No one's in anything. They're, they're thirty feet away from each other max, and they're all just shooting, and nobody's hitting anything. And I don't that immediately from the get go is like this doesn't feel like the Matrix to me. You know, the Matrix was always done with more. You you don't stand toe to toe with agents for one. You don't. I know they. Technology's come so much further since then, but they don't really tell you that we can kill agents now. But th- the point is that she freaks out and she goes to run, but instead of running, she rolls backwards into a kneeling stance to, f- to fight. And there's like seven seconds of bullets flying everywhere, 30 feet away from each other. I just, the previous movies would have done better at that better. Yeah, they'd have been better. <laughs> at least show the bullets missing and like going into the wall next to her or something, right. but there's none of that. Just, it's like an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, just <laughs> and nobody getting hit. Yeah. And then she stands up from that stance, they're still shooting at her, and she turns around and runs. Like, that, that, She should not have done this for this long. This much time should not have passed with bullets flying everywhere. Yeah. That Probably a bit of a nitpicky thing, but it's it's something that, in my eyes, didn't happen in the previous Matrix movies. You know, people didn't get hit by bullets because they dodged bullets. They ran up walls, they backflipped, they spun, they twirled, they dove, and she just stands in one spot.
0: You know, I'll say this. You know what's great about our show? Huh. I'll praise us. It's because when we don't like something— Now
1: you've praised us too far. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> wait, praise her.
0: <laughs> You know, when we don't like something, we're going to tell you why the hell we don't like it. And if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I don't give a shit. That's awesome. Good. You don't have to. It's the point of listening to this show is just to hear two guys' opinions. But we're going to tell you why. And even if it's illogical to you, whatever, that's fine. At least we give you an explanation. Mm-hmm. Of all the hate I see for The Matrix, no one says Why? And that irritates me. It makes me want to defend it. Because it's like, okay, you you hate it. Like, literally, I've seen some takes where, like, this is the worst movie ever made. Uh-huh. But but why? I for you, to... tell me the fuck why. John Just... Campy, per- I'm, I've been done with him for a while. But I had to tune in to hear his take because he posted it. He trashes it without fail. But this this same guy who asks Robert Meyer Burnett when they're doing the show together...
1: About the James Bond? About
0: James Bond. He's like, well, it sounds like you're telling me why it didn't meet your expectations, not why it's a bad film.
1: Yeah, I remember that. that.
0: That's a good point. It, I, I agree with that, John. It's only
1: bad because it's not the James Bond movie you wanted to see. Correct. And I agree with that. But then he turns around and does the same shit. It's like, okay.
0: you're. Ba- he's basically saying it's terrible because it's not as good as the ma- the first Matrix. Like, it's like, dude... Tell me why the fuck you don't like it. Yeah. Don't just tell me it's trash. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Awful movie. Worst of the year. Okay. Because they didn't go the way I wanted them to go. But tell me why. Yeah. We are right now telling you why. We we also said we don't understand fully why we don't like yeah. it. But we're trying to work through it.
1: Yep. Like
0: you can't just hate something well, because praised, you hate it.
1: I've praised us before on this. And no way praise uh, I, I always per- toot our horns on this. The fact that we are freely open to change our opinions. Absolutely. Like, 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 you know, I, I don't feel like I'm truly a hundred percent blindly biased to anything. I have my preferences. I have my biases, but I'm not going to throw wool over my eyes and blindly accept something as good just because, and if I, if I were matrix would be one of them. The Matrix trilogy is one of my favorite trilogies of all time, and it always has been. That's not good enough reason for me to be like, "Yeah, this is a good movie." Right? It, and you know, we've said it before: where if Zack Snyder makes a terrible movie, I'll be the first person to say this is a terrible movie. Yeah, I don't like it. it but he hasn't yet. So no, we can't. He hasn't. We can't test that theory. So here I'm testing that theory now with the Matrix movie. I yeah. love. I just watched all three of them back to back to back a month ago. I love those movies. They are great movies. I don't like the new one.
0: Yeah, and I will say this: Twitter is on a rampage. Which Twitter is awful, but it's on a rampage saying you have the the first Matrix, which is great. Then you have two bad Matrixes. Like <laughs> say you, what? Universally, I didn't realize this was the thing, but universally, a lot of people in the Twitter world hate. The Matrix sequels. Well,
1: people on the Twitter world are just full of hate.
0: Yes, they they are full of hate.
1: They're angry trolls, toads. But it it bothers me. I'm like,
0: wait a sec. I get having issues with Revelations because it it takes such a giant leap from the first one and Reloaded. So I get it. If it didn't work for you, okay. Reloaded is phenomenal. It's my favorite Matrix film.
1: See, that's the thing, though.
0: Like, I don't get why you wouldn't like Reloaded. It's so, awesome.
1: Reloaded. Growing up, Reloaded was my favorite Matrix film because at the time, it had some of the greatest fight scenes. And one of the, to this day, in my opinion, one of the greatest vehicle chase scenes of all time.
0: It does. They built that whole highway for they that. They built that whole highway yeah. for
1: that whole thing. That whole chase scene is to this day one of the best chase scenes I've ever seen.
0: Morpheus with a fucking samurai sword yeah. out there. On the back mm. of
1: a semi. Hell yeah. Fighting an agent with a sword. Mm. And then. Lawrence Fishburne is. Mm. So, and then he takes out an SUV with the sword. Like, what the fuck is going on? You guys it's just awesome. gave up being. Awesome. This, this is the point where you guys are like. Didn't we say in the previous film that if they're in a computer program, they can do anything? We did say that. Yeah, well, we should fucking we do should it. We should let them do anything. Yeah, do anything. Yeah. It's so. And then Lawrence Fishburne, the his poses and whatnot, when oh, he's doing stuff is so good, so good. That being said, as an adult, the first Matrix is my favorite of the trilogy. It, it's the just more because it's so complete
0: and perfect. Yes, film. yeah.
1: It's it's so mind bending and yeah. groundbreaking, and the intro to an unbelievable franchise that you just couldn't expect coming but in spite of me changing my opinion on which one i think is my the my favorite of the trilogy matrix reloaded still has the best fights yeah it's fights minus the Anakin obi-wan level duel of or neo versus smith in the subway yeah in the first movie it's one of the coolest fights of all time
0: and the cg doesn't hold up on reloaded's No. The scene with Matrix fighting all the Smiths. Yeah. But it's still awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, What I really liked about Reloaded is it opened the world. You get the Merovingian. Oh, yeah. You get all this shit. The the, Oracle. The gatekeeper on the train. Yeah. You get all this awesome shit.
1: You get to see that like programs are like the whole time you're like sentient programs like Smith and Oracle. Right. Okay. So renegades breaking the rules are sentient but reloaded or revelations no yeah the third one the third revelations one, yeah. yeah the third one's the one where you get to see like inside the train station the guy and his wife and his daughter
0: which you, was a great thing yes, in resurrections but that was cool you see
1: that there are other programs that yeah. are sentient and yes. that actually and we can argue semantics all day. Does he really love his daughter or is he programmed to act like he loves his daughter? Right. But the point is that's he's the point acting of the Matrix, like though. he loves his daughter. Yeah, that's the, that's the point, point of the good. whole thing. Yeah. It's and awesome. He's ready to break the rules and get out yeah. for his computer-generated family. Yep. And it's so cool to see all that done.
0: Which translates well to Resurrections where that same question is is brought up. in the yeah. fact that his daughter, after he is purged, purged, is still there, you know, you have that that love where you have to wonder what what's real and what's programmed it it still blurs the lines yeah
1: because she's here on her quest of revenge now
0: because he and, was purged and yeah. if
1: we take the quote from the punisher vengeance is not a valid motive it's an emotional response correct this program has feelings enough yeah not I don't care for everything that happens in the movie, right, but these small details about the world they built are really cool well it it still
0: speaks to regardless of her motivations, Lana Wachowski made this, and you can tell she's the same person that made the others because regardless of how you feel about the overall execution, she makes the pieces fit, yeah, like it doesn't mean the film's good or that it worked for me, but every piece I understand, even except Morpheus. But the the rest of the thing, I, I get it. Whether it works for me or not, I don't know. But but I get it. Morpheus still doesn't. There's one thing I still Agent Smith didn't bother me either. A lot of people upset about that. That didn't really no, bother honestly, me.
1: Honestly, I was excited when I was like, okay, so you, the program still exists, but it's been modified. Yeah, it's not a virus it's not Hugo, anymore. It's not Hugo weaving. Yeah he's different.
0: Yeah, it's an upgraded program and it's no longer a virus. I was
1: only bummed because I feel like if it, if it were me, I would have gone out of my way to and this this is this is extremely nitpicky. This is just me. But if it were me, I would have gone out of my way to like mimic how Hugo Weaving talks and acts like to show that he still is Smith.
0: That could be hard.
1: You're right. But that's that's what I would yeah. like he he he's different. He's gone. But a part of him is still, he's still Smith. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have had him calling Tom Tom. I would have had him call him Mr. Anderson.
0: Anderson.
1: You know, the small things like that, I would have been like to yeah. just kind of bring it home that their story transcends yeah. reason and, and whatever else. Because I... he, he makes that point a couple times. Oh, he's yeah. like, you and me. Yep. It's like, so it's like, Dude, make it still him. Right. That would have been cool. But like I said, that's an extremely nitpicky yeah. thing. I get he is different, so he could act different. Whatever. Not the and, way I would have done and it.
0: And the guy um, that plays him is from Mindhunters. Um, Never watched it. Jonathan Goff? Groff? I don't know. I really like that guy. I think he did a good job. I'm okay with him not having Smith be the same. Because obviously he would have to be modified because he was a virus. Yeah. It's no longer a virus, so I, I get all that. And I like the callbacks, but they were almost too on the nose. Because when you get to the end where they're fighting each other, it's literally the exact same fight. Exact same from the first Matrix. It like is. The setting's different, but they do the same things. It
1: is, but they do them worse. So that, that, that was my <laughs> thing. That that was my thing. Like The fighting in this movie felt very dumbed down compared to what I've seen. And I, no, I didn't expect it to be better. Then Matrix 1 and 2 and 3. It's not a ladder. You don't have to continuously climb up. But I felt like, like it didn't even compare. Like, the fights... Like, I, I convinced myself... At first, I was very upset that Keanu Reeves, Neo... Like, even his fighting doesn't look like very well choreographed. And finally, I told myself, Well, that's that actually makes sense. That's Neo still coming to grasp well what's real and what's not. Yeah, he Can he really fight? Can yeah. he not really fight? He
0: doesn't fight? really get his powers back until the yeah. very end.
1: So that's I figured that. But everybody like like the whole fight in the in the balconies and whatnot, everything's yeah, the main fight everything's of the kind of done super quick and in the shadows. Well you don't really get to see like like I'm used to seeing in the Matrix.
0: Movies. It's my same problem with like we talked about with No Way Home. Is we're getting to this point where action is done Zoomed into the characters, yes. and I can't appreciate the action,
1: dude. And you know what? It's like it what started, the fuck is going started on? With and it was the movie that I was like, "Fuck this entire franchise." That's the the last Resident Evil movie, where there was action scenes that were zoomed up on her face, you know. And everybody wants to everybody wants to throw a fit, and I'm not taking sides here. I'm on your side on this argument, but everyone wants to throw a fit about Anakin versus Dooku, in Star as Episode Two. Just or lightsabers just, waving, just around. lights flying around. You can't see anything. <laughs> you want to throw a fit about that? And okay, you should. I'm upset sure. about it to this day. Yeah, because there's some awesome lightsaber duels in the movie that came out right before that. Yeah, and then there's an awesome lightsaber duel directly following that with Yoda and Dooku. Yeah, it's annoying. There was no need to do that. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stand that ground on every movie that comes out since then as well. Yeah, like Resident Evil was garbage. The and the act like even if the movie was bad, I don't even have the saving grace of saying at least the action was good because I couldn't see any of it. I mean, it's
0: and we talked about this when we talked about No Way Home. Yes, it's what makes me love what Zack Snyder does. People trash on the slow mo, but give me slow mo all day when I can take a moment to appreciate the visual
1: artistry of the fight. Even if I don't like slow mo, if those are my choices. I'll take slow-mo. Yeah. See, I don't want because slow-mo. Because it's super fast. I can't see what's right. going on. And especially in movies like this that are so CG heavy. Right. There's so much detail. There's so much to process. My brain's not a computer. Right. I can't <laughs> right. capture these images. I'm not in the Matrix. Yeah. And, and go back and relive them and, and appreciate them. I have to see it to be able to appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I so, don't want slow-mo of a guy jumping away from an explosion. I don't no. want to see John Cena films. Right. I don't want to watch The Marine. I do appreciate slow-mo when you have, you know, like a, a wide angle shot, like a great example of, of, uh, geez, I've had too much to drink. Never. Um, in the Watchmen, in the prison fight, when you have Silk Spectre and Knight. Oh Yeah. Owl. Ow. Okay, I kept on to say Nighthawk. I'm like, no, this isn't Step Brothers. <laughs> night Owl and Silk so Spectre, when they're it zooms out, you have this wide-angle shot of them fighting through the cell. And it's zoomed out, and it's just slow-mo enough for you to appreciate their actions, mm-hmm. to appreciate Everything. the violence. That's cool.
1: Instead of just watching a scene, you get to breathe it
0: in. Yeah. You get to you get to experience it and feel the action. Mm-hmm. When you zoom through a fight, zoomed in on people's torsos and hands and faces, and then the fight's over and you're like, all right, what the fuck just happened? I hate that. I absolutely hate that. And it's also a thing, speaking of the lack of cinematic feel and atmosphere, it's another thing that seems to be happening more often that bothers the shit out of me. Let's see what's going on.
1: Yeah. You're spending Mm. all this money to make the movie. You should make sure people get to see it. Right. Or at least see the the action moments. Especially if that's the genre of movie it is. If it's an action movie, if it's a martial arts epic, I need to be able to see the martial arts in it. You know, if it's a gun-toting, guns-blazing action flick... I need to be able to see the guns and the bullets and the muzzle flashes and the yeah. magazines falling to the floor and the shell casings hitting the ground. I need to be able to see these things. Blood splatters. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't get me started on Star Wars. Yeah. Bullets having no effect on people even though the guy dies. Bullets, yeah. laser bl- blaster bolts. Yes. Yeah, the plasma scarring yeah. and the lack thereof bothers Storm me. Stormtrooper still falls to the ground dead, but there's no... No
0: scarring. Perfectly armor, pristine yeah. armor. That bothers the shit out of me.
1: Maybe everybody has their gun set to stun. And they're <laughs> all just... They're tuckered out. Uh, <laughs> College humor Batman thing. You just put a bat ring in his eye. He's sleeping. <laughs> Poor guy's tuckered out. I
0: don't know. Yep. Overall, I mean... Six and also, a half is probably the generous. Big, the biggest probably thing, a six. And
1: I have to watch it again because they tried to explain it. And maybe I'm just too stupid to understand it. Maybe you understood it. But the biggest thing that was the moment that I was like, whatever. Is in the end thing where everything's going down and Trinity's there and he's like, you got to choose me or you got to choose Chad. <laughs> and they have the plan to go into the machine base. I'm not a huge fan of somehow the Sirta, whatever, the little girl. Somehow her digital self is able to use that machine to come into the real world, whatever. Wasn't a fan of that, but whatever. What gets me is they literally unplug Trinity from the machine and take her body back to the ship. But she's still in the Matrix. Yeah, she's
0: still in the Matrix, yeah.
1: And they tried to explain it by saying that they can plug her brain in and transfer it into the blue-haired chick. Yep. But the blue-haired chick's not plugged into the Matrix either. So how is Trinity still alive in the Matrix during that whole scene? She she wasn't plugged in? I thought she was. Was she she's, not? She's plugged into the pod. Then they unplug her from the pod and plug her into the blue-haired chick. Yeah. The blue-haired chick's not plugged into the Matrix at that moment. She leaves there and goes back to the ship. Does she? Yeah, they all go back to the ship, right? They don't leave her there in the pod.
0: I don't remember the blue-haired chick being physically present at the pod.
1: Well, then the point still stands. Because they unplug Trinity and take her body back to the ship. Yeah. But she stays in the Matrix the whole time.
0: Right. How? How? Doesn't she immediately get plugged in when the, that flying machine takes her and plugs her in, so that she stays in the matrix um, through that machine? Should be
1: able to unplug her though. She should die immediately. That's how that's how Cipher killed people in the first that's, movie.
0: That's true. As soon as they get as unplugged, as soon as you unplug yeah. them,
1: the mind's disconnected from the body. Yeah, they're dead.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I never that I never even caught that. Hmm.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Curiouser and Curiouser. Yeah,
0: quite Curiouser.
1: I'm also not a huge fan because, because it's a beautiful thing. Like you said, it's very much a love story. And it's beautiful as a standalone film, as a Matrix film, as a sequel to an established trilogy. I don't like, nor do I understand, the... Every time they come in contact, a huge ball of light beams everywhere. Like who? Neo and Trinity. Like when he reaches and touches her hand, and there's a big old ball of light. Like it's just a it's just a guy touching a girl's hand. It's beautiful and it's great and it's this huge lovely thing. But in the reality, he's just a guy touching a girl's hand.
0: Yeah, but in the Matrix, it wouldn't be.
1: Uh, okay, but they're not programs. So, why is why is a ball of light Well, you are created? a program
0: when you're in the Matrix.
1: Okay. But why is there a ball of light coming from them? Well, because it would be like two... What are they, dyads in the force? Yes. It would
0: be like... <laughs> Basically, in the same way Neo's the one, it would be the same deal. Like, if you're talking about programs, not real life, you're talking about programs, them touching is a problem. It'd be like a, a warning flare going off in a computer system or a virus or something like that. The whole point was to keep them away from each other because they could fuck up the matrix. These two programs together, it would be like if you're going to install something over another thing like that, that's a problem and that can happen. You can wipe something out by installing this thing over top of this thing. So if they're programs that that would make sense. Like, Either these way, two programs cannot come in contact or it fucks the whole the whole game, um, the whole thing.
1: Neil Patrick Harris's whole thing, I, I think I solved his whole problem. He's like, his whole grand speech about how it was about keeping you guys close, but not too close, letting you guys feel, but whatever, whatever, whatever. I think I solved it. Just should have done, was brought Neo back. Instead of convincing him that he made three great video games, should have... Put him in a coma and made Trinity his nurse. <laughs> Problem solved.
0: Well, that that's not going to work because then you, it's one-sided. Like the nurse feels the care in the situation. Neo contributes n- but if he's, nothing. So that doesn't work. It works. No, not not even a little bit. It works for Trinity. doesn't work for poor Neo.
1: Chris does. She's in his dreams. <laughs> and what is the matrix but one big dream?
0: Yeah. I mean, you could write his dreams
1: that way, I guess. I don't know. There's so much of it that t- the further it went, the more I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't get what's going on.
0: At the end of the day, the main thing still rings true. It just feels like something that was made because it had to be made. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like something that was made because they wanted it to be made. And it's the
1: Wachowskis. Even if it was done by one of them and not both of them, the Matrix is what made them who they are, the Wachowskis. I feel like if one of them came to the table wanting to do a Matrix movie, it would have been done so much better than this. It would have been treated with the love and the care that their beloved unique original franchise had from the beginning and just like they said in the movie like you just said now that's what it feels like it feels like it was made because it had to be made that's the thing it doesn't feel like
0: anyone wanted to make it
1: it's just like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool on the X-Men Origins they were putting Deadpool in it whether Ryan Reynolds did it or not Ryan Reynolds read the script didn't like it but he saw his opportunity to play Deadpool if I don't do it someone else is going to might as well do it.
0: That's exactly what this film is. is. This they film is a giant middle finger you. to Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that's the... If that... if I mean, if it, if, if it happens the way it's processing in my brain, then I applaud her. Hell yeah. Because the movie was going to be made. Hell yeah. So just taking it by the reins and doing it, you got to throw the middle finger to them by yep. putting that line of dialogue in it that we're Warner Brothers is going to do this without you. So... It's like, and that's what the movie feels like. Yep. The movie feels like, "Fuck you, Warner Brothers." And she got to this do this movie it never should have been way. made.
0: No, and regardless of whether it should have been made, she got to do it her way. Yep, which is what the whole thing feels like, and and it's a great to end to close out 2021. It's a beautiful thing because it shows you through the form of a film the state of a studio. It perfectly encapsulates. Where Warner Brothers as a studio is at the moment. A broken, disastrous mess of managers that don't understand or appreciate what they're managing. And this is a creative to end out the year saying, fuck you to a studio that has no idea what it's doing.
1: It's funny, too, because did you play the Matrix Experience thing yet? Not yet, no. Because they kind of do it in there, too. Good. The whole thing is just neo... is is it's Neo and Keanu Reeves and Trinity and Carrie Ann Moss talking about their characters are talking about the matrix and then the actors are talking about their characters and out of nowhere they're pulled out and put into the car and they're driving down the street and Keanu Reeves is like what's this I thought we were just talking about it and Carrie Ann Moss goes no marketing wanted a sexy action scene too and so then they're going on and they're being chased And then the girl's in the back, and she's like, what about me? And Neo's like, what are you doing there? She's like, I thought this was just supposed to be me being introduced into the Matrix. He's like, if you want my word of advice, agents are scary, but stay away from marketing. Mm I was like, oh, fuck you, Warner Brothers.
0: Not only that, but and I don't remember off the top of my head what he said, but even in interviews that uh, Keanu Reeves was doing, like Jimmy Fallon things like that, he was throwing shade at Warner Brothers. Oh, that's it. Constantine. He said L- Warner Brothers dropped the ball on that a long time ago, as far as a sequel goes.
1: Oh, uh, that hurts me.
0: You know, I the mean, he's, so it's, it's just been a nonstop train of... Cre- Look at this. Through the end of the year, you've lost Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder, Keanu Reeves. You're, you've obviously mucked up your relationship with the Wachowskis. You've got all this talent. Denis Villeneuve. No one wants to make movies for you anymore. Prestigious filmmakers. No one wants to work with you. I mean, the change is coming with Discovery taking over. We'll see what happens after that. But it can't come fast enough.
1: First thing I'm doing is writing, hand to paper, writing a personalized letter to Zack Snyder and Nolan and all these dudes. Being like, I'm sorry for the previous guy's (laughs) bullshittery.
0: Well, you got to fire him first.
1: Well, I mean, okay, second thing I'm doing is writing the letter. No, I'll write the letter before I fire him. Right. Let them see the letter. Look, this is the letter I'm sending out. Get the fuck out of my office, you steaming sack of human
0: garbage. Emric, Sarnoff, Hamada. They got to go. They got to go. If Warner Brothers is going to become what it once was, and I'm not saying this solely as a a fan of Zack Snyder's DC stuff. Taking that out of it. Not even talking about that. Talking about if you look at the studio as a whole, you're alienating Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, and including in these filmmakers, people like Zack Snyder, the Wachowskis. You're alienating these filmmakers that can make unique, prestigious IP. These Yeah, these are all groundbreaking movie yeah. makers. You're cutting them out and trying to replace them with formula films.
1: Hackneyed, cut and paste.
0: Right. Right.
1: Was shit. Yeah,
0: you know, you're tr- you're trying to copy Marvel in your DC scope of things, yeah, and on
1: trying to make a formula,
0: right? And on your other scope of things, on the other side of films, when it comes to original IP and things like Tenant, that's gone. Like you're not even going to get that made now. It's all gone. So it's like, what as a studio, what the hell are you doing? Where's your future? Where's your money coming from?
1: Then on your game side, you give us things like yeah. Gollum. That's what I want to play in the Lord of the Rings universe. Gollum. Yes. Of all the characters I could be, don't don't bother letting me create a character. Don't, Don't bother doing an RPG. I don't want that. I want to play as a canonized, written character that I have no control over. And among those characters, the king of which is Gollum. Oh, yeah. That's who I want to play
0: as. Yeah, that game's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad game looks great, but that's Rocksteady, right? Yeah. It's going to be great. Like, they could take whatever they want and make it. And it's probably going to be good. But just as a whole, top to bottom, their studio, it's a mess. It's a mess. Even even the streaming side, HBO Max side's See, a mess.
1: That That's the things that helps, though, with things like the Batman games, the Arkham games. Rocksteady did Arkham Asylum, and it was amazing. And then we got Arkham City. And it was amazing. And then you took Rocksteady out and gave us Arkham Origins that people panned. People didn't like it. People trashed on it pretty hard. So you have that experience of Warner Brothers just, we need games, we need games, we need games. Rocksteady was, I don't know what the story is, but Rocksteady didn't do it. Warner Brothers went ahead and did it anyway without him. People didn't like it. So now they're in that place where Arkham Knight made a ton of money. And for whatever reason, they decided to let Rocksteady do what they want to do. Now, why you can't make that decision with filmmakers as well, I'll never know.
0: I mean, it's going to come back to bite them because I fully believe
1: like they're all getting their asses fired. I, I when Discovery so.
0: takes over, I fully believe it's going to be clean slate at Warner Brothers. Like if you
1: don't come in and clean house, then you're already starting off with a bad foot in yeah. my in like public eye. Like if yeah. you walk in and you don't fire those people, that's kind of like. Sweeping it all under the rug. or
0: as, as someone who's a lifelong DC fan, and we've talked about this a thousand times. I'll
1: talk about a thousand more.
0: Yeah. But I prefer everything that Marvel and Disney does over the property that I'm partial to as, as a comic reader as a kid. That should tell you something. Yeah. Like these characters, the DC characters, are the ones I love the most. And I would rather not even watch the content you're giving me from these characters than go into characters I care less about and enjoy their content. When you already have my money, you should. You're making something based on characters that I know and appreciate more than any others, and I don't give a shit about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have to try that hard to you put me to in a seat. You have yeah.
1: to try to get me out of the seat, yeah. and that's what you're doing. And and you, you're getting me out of Wonder the seat. One Woman 84... You butchered it, That man. was the
0: first nail in the coffin.
1: Yeah.
0: You have Wonder Woman 84. You have Shazam, which is just okay. You have all these things. And and I'm supposed to be excited for Black Adam? The first teaser looked great.
1: At least Hawkman's in it. That's, that's something to... Well, I'm going to watch it for Pierce Brosnan. Dope. Yes. For
0: Dr. Fate oh, and man. for Hawkman. But at the same time, I'm terrified inside. Because I see the track record. And then I realize, oh, wait. It's The Rock. The Rock's a great human. A great human being. He is. But the dude makes shit movies. Most of his movies are complete shit. So you have all my excitement wrapped up in these characters that I love and at the same time I'm almost like, do I even want to watch this? Yep. Because it's made by the people that have made the shit that they're producing now and the main character's a guy who who would rather drop one-liners I than make a good film.
1: nothing more than for The Rock to get back to the Walking Tall and Doom days.
0: Right, faster.
1: Just go hard as an actor, dude. Instead of one-liners and super white teeth and yeah. smiles.
0: I'm terrified for the film, honestly. Black Adam has all these characters that I love. And I'm, I'm going to watch it for them. But overall, as a film, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that The Rock himself is going to be his wrestling persona. And not the actor that we know he can be yeah that's probably what's gonna happen we're gonna get The Rock out there like is this guy bothering you or what's he saying in one of the Fast and Furious movies um he's gonna, woman I am the cavalry what the <laughs> fuck are you doing guy
1: he's gonna show up but he's gonna be like he's gonna be like you guys here to find the secret of Ogugu or whatever and they're gonna be like no actually we're here for that and he's gonna go it doesn't matter why you're here <laughs> If you smell what
0: Black Adam is cooking, yeah. I'm, if he does fan, the people's fan, elbow, I walk out of the theater. Fans
1: ruin it though because there's already there's thousands of people online talking about how they want they want it to be in the movie that Black Adam gives somebody the rock bottom, which is not as bad as the people's elbow, but it's still bad because it's an easily immediately recognizable as his move from the WWE, yeah. which is going to take me out of the movie immediately. Yeah. And there's pe- there's thousands of people like, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. Like, no, it doesn't. He he could go in here and just be Black Adam. Don't, yeah, he don't could be actually. The, don't be Dwayne Johnson. Don't be, be, the be Rock. Black Adam. Yeah. And then Henry Cavill can go in there and, and be Superman or whoever's in it. Pierce Brosnan can go in there and, and he can be Dr. Fate. If
0: they fuck up Dr. Fate and or Hawkman, The Rock doesn't even have to do anything. I'll walk out because of that.
1: This That's the thing. It's just like, for for, it's just like for me for Aquaman because it's it's not only is it a character you love it's a character that I loved. Um, I don't know as much about Doctor Fate, but Hawkman is awesome. Savage Hawkman is so fucking cool. But it's the same thing as with me with Aquaman because not only is it a character that rings true to you and you love this character and you have this connection to this character, it's the first live action version of this character, and it's the first one we get. If you fuck it up. You're done. Yep. Yeah, and
0: and to speak to the whole thing, like one of the saving grace is for the Aquaman film was James Wan made it. Hell yeah. And he's a great filmmaker. So regardless of its falls overall, he pulled it together because he's a great filmmaker. I don't even know who's directing the Black Adam movie. Uh, uh, I couldn't tell you. Dwayne Johnson. Probably. It's being directed by John. Cena, oh. Which, speaking of which, I think Peacemaker's even out. Like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But that's another thing I don't give two shits about. No,
1: I have no desire to watch it. I, I'm and not going to watch it. And it has nothing to do with the character. The problem. When does it take place? I have no idea. After. It takes after? place after they the Suicide care. Squad. This yeah. is the guy who killed our flag.
0: Yeah, right. I don't He's care what he does. Right? He's a villain. He should be.
1: And that's what I was going to say. Because it, like, like, it doesn't matter when it takes place. Because <laughs> if it takes place before the Suicide Squad... Then this is the character who's going to kill Rick Flag. Right. I don't care. He either is the character who's going to kill Rick Flagg or is the character who did kill Rick Flag. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's another problem I, I don't have. Care. Because
0: while I enjoy a lot of the aspects of the Suicide Squad, the problem I have with it is that once again, it doesn't appreciate the characters. And I'm not talking about the air version of anything. I'm talking about the comic version of things. Yeah. It doesn't appreciate certain characters. You can do what you want with Boomerang and the others, but Rick Flagg is vital to the Suicide Squad, to me. And I get it. You have to be able to differentiate. You know, let a storyteller tell their own tale about something. I get that. But I don't want to watch a show you know about a character that killed a character that Thank I care you. a whole
1: hell of a lot more about. I was going to say, that's fine. You can do what you want to do with the characters. But you don't give the guy who killed him his own show right? and tout him as a hero.
0: Right. Or anti-hero, whatever. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. I don't know. I'm not interested in the Peacemaker show in the slightest. I'll give John Cena his props, which we did on our show about the Suicide Squad. I think he did a great job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think you really nailed the
1: character. I was the surprised acting was on point. by John Cena in that. He, he was Because I very knew Margot Robbie well would be awesome. Yeah. I knew Idris Elba would be awesome. Oh, Yeah. John Cena is like, he plays in a lot of comedies, and this is a goofy rule. But he's going to rule That's it. supposed to be serious. Yeah, it's supposed to be played straight laced. But he's he's goofy, but he doesn't mean to be. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. John, he killed it. He did yeah, good in it. He did a great job. It's not his fault. I don't give a fuck about the character.
0: No, it's not. It's the fact that and I get it.
1: It's James Gunn's.
0: Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like they added weight to the character. By having him kill Rick Flag, like the the whole way that played out, to see their motivations on both sides, but the fact that he did do it mm-hmm. immediately makes him a character that I just want dead. Mm-hmm. They should have left him dead when Bloodsport, Bloodshot, Blood Guy, Idris Elba, yeah, shoots him. Blood Elba, yeah, he should have been dead. Yeah, he shot him with a smaller bullet in the throat. Was it? Oh yeah in the neck or something the whole side of his neck blew out uh-huh. yeah, yeah he used Turns a out, smaller bullet you don't need it <laughs> uh, yeah i mean not only that but there's and, and there's a lot of things where i hit the bleed button cuz it's comic book film bleed button bleed button bleed button
1: yeah i mean you have to this guy can fly yeah.
0: okay but i've seen it a lot and it does really bother me and that is the fact that Harley defeats Sorrow by stabbing him through his eye.
1: Mm-hmm. She sure does with the with the lance with the joust. So
0: with, why not shoot him in the giant eye at any point in time to, to defeat him? Had to be the lance. Yeah,
1: had to be the joust. That, See, that makes no. That's sense. That's why they made such a big point. Like joust as he was dying was like carry it on. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Gave it to her. It was so important.
0: Yeah. You know. He should not have been able to be defeated by a uh, joust through the eye. And if it was that easy, then Bloodshot should have killed Bloodsport, Blood Guy, Idris Elba. Bloodsport. Should have killed him.
1: Because it's Deadshot, Bloodsport.
0: There you go. Should have killed him with one shot from his awesome gun.
1: His thing. gun that like transforms oh, into another yeah. gun?
0: That was the best part of the whole movie. All that transforming in slow mo. I have, clink, I have clink, that clink, argument.
1: Like that thought. It's so hard for me to watch movies. Some sometimes when it, when there's a big giant monster. Because the movie is being is playing out as the movie is written and designed to play out, and every single time I think, Shooting shoot the, the fucking thing in the eye. Yeah, doesn't matter how big it is. If it can't fucking see you, shoot the eyes out. Yeah, that's I did why it, I did it low key a little bit the other day watching, the first episode of season two of Mandalorian. When they're fighting the Great Dragon, and and Boba Fett, Mando, Where? yeah, Mando and Cobb Vanth fly up to the mountain, and you get a view of the thing's eye, and it's like it's a massive thing. It's like shoot, shoot it, shoot it in the eye, right? J- just shoot it in. Course the eye. Of course, was something like, He's like that. These bolts aren't going to do anything, and Mando's like, just keep shooting. Like j- j- try, just yeah. just try shooting it in the eye. Of course, it's something you're like that. The, you're shooting it in the face, and nothing's happening. Try. Shooting it in the eye.
0: You could include them shooting at it, and it closes its eyes, and it blances off, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just just for for the sake of verisimilitude, you could do that with something like Starro. Oh. <laughs> Three quarters of its body is an eye. Mm-hmm. Shoot it there.
1: I know. I was like, I've always thought that too. Like, even as a kid watching Matthew Broderick's Godzilla movie, the jet fighters and helicopters. Like, the bigger the beast, the bigger the eyes. shoot it in the fucking eyes. Which is fine because it's a movie. But every single movie, every single member of every single military that fights every single monster, not one person ever even has that thought. They're just, hey, B-Squad just shot 17 F-15 missiles at it. They blew up and did nothing. So we're going to go in and shoot our F-15 missiles at it. Shoot it in the fucking eye.
0: Which makes a little more sense with planes and moving monsters. It's going to be hard to lock a shot in on an eyeball and get it to hit with the monster moving.
1: But at least I'm mention it.
0: At least mention it. Be but like, no go even, for its eye.
1: No one even has that idea. Everyone right. just keeps shooting it in the side.
0: Correct. Shooting it in the yeah. legs.
1: Shooting it in the side. Which is another shooting great thing. Shooting in the legs. And shows you, I think.
0: At the, bare minimum, shoot it in a different place. Right. I think it shows you the level of thought that's going into the new Batman film. Everyone complained when the trailer came out and he's walking down the hall and all those villains are shooting him and the ricochets are going off his body.
1: Oh, dude. And everyone's like, shoot
0: him in the fucking head. Why is no one shooting him in the head? When the latest trailer, which I have not watched because I've seen enough. I'm in. I don't want to see anymore. But I did see a screenshot of someone counteracting those arguments. In the latest trailer... They show a still from that same hallway scene where there are ricochets Whoops. going off his head. So they're they're trying. They're shooting him everywhere. Huh.
1: He's fucking Batman. You can't shoot him anywhere. Can't. <laughs> He's invincible. What's what I'm excited about is we we talked about how long have we been gone. Because we'll just keep talking about Batman forever now.
0: Uh, we're almost on two hours. We can wrap it up pretty soon. Right,
1: well, we talked about forever. That the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that they've come out and said you're going to get several different bat suits in this movie. If you watch the trailer, at one point in the trailer, he gets shot in the chest, and he flinches. His body kicks back. Oh yeah. And that scene, he doesn't.
0: No. Which means he has upgraded no. his suit specifically. <laughs> yep. He just to keeps on walking. Shot. Yep. That movie's going to be. Fucking awesome. I believe it.
1: I love to too. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Uh, Batman vs Superman. A guy did shoot Batman in the head. Yeah. In the back of the head. Point blank.
0: Yeah. His, his suit's bulletproof. What did he get? Stabbed against <laughs> the wall with
1: a fucking knife. I love it too. Because like. Like. going to tear apart my own argument about the shooting him in the eye thing. But. I'm going to flip script and go to the other side. Because it's Batman. And I love Batman. Like.
0: He's a guy. Are you good enough shot to hit that tiny thing? A monsterized huge his, his little a mouth, human eyes. Oh, yeah, his his mouth. Mouth. Sure.
1: But um You will try that, But he's he's a man. And this is when Batman is brand new. So people aren't used to seeing him get up from explosions, get hit by cars, get shot in the butt, and walk away. <laughs> you know, this sure is this Venus. isn't a thing yet. Batman's brand as much as crime fighting is new to Bruce Wayne. Batman is new to Gotham. So they're seeing a human being walk down the hall. And be
0: vengeance. Oh, they're yeah. They're
1: just going to open fire on him. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but they're not soldiers. They're just regular Joes who are breaking the law. I feel I feel like me. If I'm shooting a guy and he keeps walking at me, I'm not going to have the wherewithal to be I'm like, just spraying. shoot him in the head. Yeah. I'm going to panic. And I'm just going to keep shooting. Which is what's happening in that hallway Yeah, it's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Or I'm going to turn and run.
0: Right. I'm not, I'm not going to
1: sit there and be like, oh, he must be wearing the new V2 ballistic <laughs> armor. It's got the interweb weave in the armpits, and it's bulletproof in the chassis and the crotch. I'm going to try to shoot him in the mouth. Oh, yeah. No. They're no. not going to have that that th- thought process. No. You're going to just keep firing.
0: Yeah, Deathstroke might try something like that from a rooftop two miles away. Yeah. He's going to try to shoot you in the mouth. These are just thugs. They're just blasting. Anyway, they just start, they just blasting. start blasting. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how
1: we got off on that, but... People trashing Batman, and I'm yeah. not going to have it. Like I texted the guy the other day, Batman is not my favorite superhero, but he is the goat. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to have people trashing him.
0: <laughs> I won't stand for it. I pledge fealty. Yeah. I mean, the movie may be shit. We won't know till we see it. But as of right now... There's no way. There's no reason to be trashing there's
1: this. no way. Based on trailers alone, there's no way this isn't the greatest like I even talk to a Batman guy, movie I've right? ever seen. I even
0: talked to a guy on Twitter who's like, I hate the cow. I hate it. I'm like... I, I commented on his thing. I'm like, I get it. I said, it doesn't work for you. I said, personally... I think Cal looks great, yeah, but, and the guy liked it and replied to me like, "That's awesome, dude." It's like that—that's what—that's all that matters. It doesn't have to work yeah. for you, but the dude's still excited for the movie.
1: Yes, but also that's—I don't want to tear that guy apart because he seems like a reasonable guy. Yeah, he is. But also, that doesn't seem like a thing I should be complaining about because we already know that this it's gonna is going to change. Yeah, yeah, this is Batman when he's first becoming yeah. Batman. He's going to experiment. He's going to find what works for him and what doesn't work for him. Right. His entire outfit's going to change by the end of the movie. Yeah. And also, the, I don't know if it's the same one, but the one I saw people complaining about was the one where he was riding a bike. He was on the motorcycle. They hated that cow. It's the same it, cow. It, it's a fucking motorcycle helmet. It's made for
0: safety. Oh, it's the same cow, but it's also those pictures you saw were of the stunt double. So it it's going to be edited. Yes. You know, he's not even wearing a cape in that scene. Right. He's going to have a but cape. But
1: even if it's not, this is a new Batman who, who knew he's, he's trying to figure out what he needs. You know what he needs? He needs a motorcycle helmet because he's going to be riding a motorcycle. You know, he, he doesn't know what works and what doesn't, but he knows that if he crashes his motorcycle while he's being shot dead. at, he's going to bash his skull in and he's going to fucking die on the street, bloody and alone. Yeah. Like so he needs a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't alone. He was there. Nah. <laughs> So, he needs a motorcycle helmet. So, that stuff doesn't bother me. No. It may, maybe it doesn't look as cool as previous Batman cows, but it makes sense. And so I kind of dig it. I do, I do too, really. The, the bulbous the, head, the, the, the short ears, I love it. it.
0: I, I, because it feels so retro. Like, it feels like an old Batman thing. And I think it's awesome as shit. I know, especially
1: when I saw the, the collar. Oh, I was like, yeah. It has like I love a Gotham that. by yeah, gaslight feel is. to it. It's like, yep. this is cool.
0: I think it's awesome. I'm in.
1: I'm excited just because all the critics bashed Batman with Superman because Batman was more violent than he needed to be.
0: Oh, he's so violent in this movie.
1: Yeah, it feels like Ooh. somebody was like, fuck you guys. We're just going to crank it to 11. <laughs> yep. And I'm okay with that.
0: Dude, every violent is in this movie. That's, I love it. That's
1: the reason I like th- this could be the greatest single, yeah. single standalone Batman movie.
0: And dude, Zack Snyder's saying the same thing. Every time the trailer comes out, he's posting shit on Vera like, this is awesome. Like, he's in. We're all in.
1: Fans See, of Batman are in. Thank you. That's all it takes. Like, I don't get why people are so anti-Zack Snyder's Batman. Because at the end of the day, we've said it a 600 billion times. I'll say it again. But if if a person can get out there and create a version of Batman, and their version can make billions of dollars, and they don't pull a Danny Elfman... Uh, and talk about how their version is the best. They can get out there and be excited about a different version that is completely different from theirs, minus how violent they both are. But he can get out there and he can support somebody else's version that's not his. Why can't the fans do that? Because Why can't the fans be like, yeah, personally, I love Michael Keaton, but Ben Affleck's Batman is still cool. I don't get it.
0: Because fans
1: As long as we all agree that... George Clooney's Batman's awful. We, <laughs> we should be able to get the along.
0: universal unifier. Um, I will say this. I mean, we're going to go over two hours here, but I will say this. All
1: right.
0: Um, My stance has mildly changed on Keaton and the DCEU going forward. Only because in recent interviews, Ben Affleck has said, I'm done with IP films. So Ben Affleck, especially after The Last Duel flopped, which really isn't their fault. I couldn't even watch it. It wasn't in theaters around uh-huh. here. Ben Affleck basically said... That's
1: not even fair because it's not like people didn't like it. Right. People
0: I couldn't, couldn't go see watch it. I couldn't it. But ben Affleck basically said, I'm done with IP films. I'll make films for streaming that I want to make that appeal to me. But mainstream movies for theatrical releases, I'm done with those.
1: See that. See that's good because he's learning. Yeah, Be- it's, he knows it, that that's not the people's fault. You're yeah. you're held by what the movie theaters do, but but it's also and the studios what they do right through. But that's good because if he's only going to do streaming, right HBO Max, which is what
0: I hope for. But it also basically has people's you know thought process being. Well, that's why Keaton's all of a sudden in the Batgirl film. Because originally it was supposed to be Ben Affleck. So they're thinking that Affleck himself is like, no, I'm done. I'm done. So if he's done.
1: So it's not just Warner Brothers being like, let's give people
0: more Michael Keaton. Yeah, if he's done, then I I hold nothing against Michael Keaton's Batman for being in it. Keaton's willing to do it. Okay. But that still is the issue of the overall DCEU having a 75-year-old Batman. That's not cool. Like, if you want to play him as the Batman Beyond, Mentor, or whatever, we cannot go forward with an old Batman. Like, I can't. I'm not cool with that. You got to figure something out. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I have no faith in where they're going with it because Neither. of where the DCU is. The DCEU as a whole right now is almost dead to me. It's It's teetering on the edge. We'll see what happens. But. By complaining about Keaton is reduced when if Ben Affleck's not willing to do it, what else are you going to do? But we'll see. I have no hope for any of it. None at all. Bupkis, as they say. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. This was a show about Boba Fett and the Matrix. That's turned into... Oh, we talked about both DC. of them. DC. Yeah, so...
1: And our disappointment in both of them. Oh, yeah.
0: Our disappointment in everything. This... You know what? Bravo to us. You know, Dallas, here you go, fella. This is what you get. This is our New Year's gift to you. Someone, you say that we were too nice. This whole episode has been trashing.
1: He'll still say, like, Matrix was a one and Book of Boba Fett was a two. <laughs>
0: You guys are so too are, nice. Those guys are
1: so generous. Yeah, yeah,
0: Maybe we are. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. I don't know. I just, try to be optimistic, just, man.
1: Just trying to find the little joys in life, Dallas.
0: Yeah, we got to find them somewhere. Because somewhere. they sure as hell don't come from normal life. So we need them in media. Yeah. And we we can't get them in media either.
1: I'll take my joy and all these Hanji stickers I got. <laughs>
0: I'll just keep watching Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yep.
0: Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Way longer than I thought we would. Um,
1: That's what happens when we drink. Oh, yeah.
0: It's good fun, though. It's good fun. We're ushering in a new year. For at least the next seven weeks, you're going to have a consistent episode from us talking about the Book of Boba Fett. Hopefully, this year, we're going to be even more active on the show than we were. But we'll see what happens. At one point, I would like to do uh, top films of 2021. Based on what we've seen. I know my number one. Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. Spoiler alert. Number one. Uh,
1: your top ten films, but you can't include Zack Snyder's Justice
0: Ooh, League. Oh, we should do that, actually.
1: Yeah. Because we both know it's number one movie yes. of the year.
0: So, top ten films minus Zack Snyder's Justice League. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. A lot of things we can do. A lot of content coming up. We're going to have a of a year of releases that don't go to streaming. So, we're actually going to have to go out and watch them. So, we should be able to give more reviews. Yeah, the
1: theater. My reputation in the the days of old.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: Going to walk into the movie theater. Something's about to happen that has not happened in an age. (laughs) Just made myself sad a little bit.
0: Yeah. I've been to theater a lot lately, though. It's been fun.
1: I ain't been. A lot of beer spo soft Spoderman. So Spod- there's no way I was not watching Spoderman.
0: Oh, no. I've had a lot of beer at the theaters. It's been good. Good. They fixed the screens at the IMAX, so.
1: I just discovered there's a movie theater right down the street from my house.
0: Yeah. The AMC that. right there. Dude, that's the theater I used to go to all the time when I was I younger. Was... That was my theater. I stopped going there because it's in a crime riddled area now, but that's a good-ass theater. I watched, oh. I watched Ninja Assassin in that theater, bro. Tim, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day. I, I could day. watch that
1: movie. Oh, that was an awesome! I watched movie. all twelve minutes. I was like, "This is stupid." No, it was great. It was great, dude. This, that was like when Lionsgate could not figure <laughs> out how to how to do blood effects, it's like, no, that is the worst CG. Yep, that is some very purple maroon blood, dude. That just splatters on everything, oh, yeah. Tarantino style.
0: This was back in the day before I was married, so I only had one family to worry about. So. Thanksgiving evening, we were like, "You want to go watch Ninja Assassin?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" And we went and we watched it, and it was back at a time where I wasn't as critical, and I loved it. <laughs>
1: it was great. Have I always been critical? <laughs> I don't. It was, what, I was, what was I sixteen when that came out? I, probably. Awful. Yeah, it was a I long time watching ago. it. But yeah, that's a good Actually, theater. Was probably older because I got it on DVD from the library. It had been out for a while, so oh, I was probably yeah. older than that.
0: That's a good theater, though.
1: I was getting ready to say... No, I won't say it. I watched
0: Man of Steel there it's first time. Good movie. Good movie. Yep. Actually, I watched Man of Steel there my first two times. Then the third time I went to Noblesville. But that was my go-to theater back in the day.
1: Good. I'll make the hop, skip, and jump down there. Oh, yeah. As I was meandering through town trying to find a vape shop, I was like, there's a movie theater down here.
0: Is there not a vape shop right there?
1: There, There's a couple. I I hit up a couple. Just none of them had what I was looking oh, for. Oh, you're looking
0: for pots, Yeah.
1: The theater. The theater. Well, that's yep. going to do it. That does it for me. Yep. It's been a good show. <coughs> next show
0: will be a great show. Best show you've ever seen. It'll be the Just greatest wait. of all shows.
1: <laughs> the greatest greatest ever. It'll be the best. All around. No one will ever keep the next show down.
0: That's true. Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Can't wait till we're doing YouTube.
1: Oh, dude. For this nonsensical bullshit right at the uh,
0: end. It's always at the end yep. where its it just turns into an awkward mess. But
1: That's my middle name.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's been a good show. Yes. We'll be back next week with another show about Boba Fett. Book of Boba Hopefully Fett. more uh, optimistic than this one, but we'll see. But until then, if you want to follow our adventures online, you can always follow follow uh, this person at uh, Bearded Toy Man on Instagram, and that that that's about it. But you can follow Patrick at multiple things because he likes to branch out.
1: Yes, to all two things that I'm. Oh yeah, it's all more two than my one things thing. that I use. I use Instagram at rantin underscore Atlantean, and. Uh, TikTok at Hanji FTW. H-A-N-G-E-F-T-W. Oh, yeah. It's good fun. Follow us on there.
0: Make sure to tune in next week when we talk about Book of Book Who the hell knows what else? Until then,
1: we have to. Wait.